Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Season 4 of Eye on the Future with Lady Fontaine and co-hosts Jim Elkin and Ryan Dalton. To schedule a reading or learn more about Lady Fontaine, also known as America's number one love psychic, be sure to check out Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com. Now, here's Lady Fontaine with co-hosts Jim Elkin and Ryan Dalton. I'm trying. by that music that we're kind of going down the route a little bit of like a Tales from the Crypt kind of meets the Adam Shanley because we are getting into the paranormal. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters don't exist, but we do. So you guys can call in and we can bust those ghosts and we can help you with the paranormal. Me, not really. You know, I got questions about it. I've seen a lot of movies with evil ghosts. Uh, one with a good ghost, his name is Casper, but this time we are going to talk to Lady Fontaine and Jim Elkin, and they're going to break down. Oh. One's in my house right now. One is currently in my house, and I'm going to need them to get over here and get the damn thing out. Uh, so. But that's what they're here for. Lady Fontaine, uh, Jim Elkin, what is going on? We're here to talk about ghosts today, about the paranormal. What? You actually have gone to uh, haunted places. You've dabbled with the ghosts, the spirits. We're going to know how you know that they're in there and why are they, like, automatically known to be evil. Are there many Caspers out there? we got to know what's going on. You guys, give us some answers. Wow, those are a lot of questions. Where do we oh, even boy. start? Um, truly, I haven't come across that, ma- that many Caspers. Have you, Jim? Um, uh, I have come across a few. There, there are people who, when they passed, they wanted to be in the place. I was in a place in upstate New York and I got up one morning and walked down the stairs and I said, good morning, just to the, the, the room. And, and, and I got an answer back. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Off to my left. <laughs> Nobody was there. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, that, that, was, that was quite a moment. I kind of went, "Would you like some coffee?" <laughs> Ooh, the answer didn't come. So, but that wow! Was so like I'm running out the door. I mean, that's yeah. what I'm doing. Like the morning and there's there. I don't even know uh, if I'd have time to even turn the knob. I might just jump out the window. Okay. You know, well, you know, there there was this restaurant, and and now I almost wish that Paula was on the call for this part, but um, there was this restaurant in, I think, Allentown or Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and it was known to be haunted. So I don't remember if 
we knew the people or, you know, they let us come in or something. But one evening, uh, Paula and I went in with a videographer and nothing profound happened. I mean, there were a few weird little things here and there that happened. But not that long ago, I was actually watching back one of the clips from it. And there was a moment that I stopped and I said, what was that? And I actually heard it for the first time on the tape, exactly what it was. I don't have it here, but uh-huh. Jim, you and I want to put together an actual you know, video of some of our experiences. And it's going to make it a lot easier for the viewer if they actually sure. see some of the equipment and some of the things that we use. So right. when we do that video, I have a bunch of EVPs that I'd like to include in that video that both okay. from Smalley's and this is just a clip and it's just this moment that something happens and it was, you know, I didn't notice it the first couple times that I listened to, you know, or watched the video, but now it's there. Right. Well, uh, the, the videos, videos. The, the plan uh, is that this show is supposed to be kind of an intro to the ideas of that video, so it'll be uh, give you an opportunity to get a flavor for what we're going to be covering in the show, in the in the in the film. Um, so, uh, um, Jill, did you want to cover anything else? Did you have any more you were going to talk about the different cases that we were on, or should I go right into yeah. the equipment? Yeah, no, I'll talk about some of the cases, because I'd like sort of like your viewpoint on certain things and, and my viewpoint, which are totally different, and I want to give a little bit of background as far as how we do things, which is way different than the way sure. a lot of these shows do it on TV. But I want to mention that the video that Jim was talking about is going to be on a YouTube station. If you search for Lady Fontaine, America's number one love psychic, it's set up with um, Eye on the Future, and there will be a bunch of videos that slowly but surely we're going to be getting on there, both you know things that are pertinent to other topics that we've talked about on the show and also things that I know a lot of my clients are really interested in, as well as this video and other videos that you're going to see with all of us, um, you know, talking and talking about certain topics and, and dealing with certain things. But this one's going to be interesting because unfortunately on the radio, we can't show you the equipment um, yet. We can when we're doing a video. So I'm really looking forward to that. And it's going to be on our YouTube channel. So subscribe, like it, and don't forget we're on Facebook. Keep up with us on Facebook. There's an Eye on the Future radio show um, page set up. Um, we're going to have specials going on there and all kinds of details as far as um, what we're doing and when we're doing it. Yeah, so, if you follow the page, I- then you can, you can hear our events. So when we're going to do a radio show or if we're going to, when a new video goes up or something like that, you'll get information about that. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, we haven't been doing the events, but we are starting our next show. It'll be listed right. as an event. So that's great. So in any event, I want to talk about some of the um, more, um, I don't know, for me, they were more profound or exciting or to me really scary um, situations. And I actually even want to talk about the house I grew up in because there was a lot that went on there that um, – you know, was was 
not only very scary when I was a kid growing up, which I'll talk about in a few, but also when Jim and I went back to visit that location. But I want to start out by talking a little bit about um, how we do uh, paranormal investigations. Then I'm going to turn it back over to Ryan, and I want to answer some of his questions because some of his questions were really important questions that I think are good segues into what you and I want to talk about tonight, Jim. So um, on a high level, I'm going to talk about how I see you actually setting things up before we actually do the paranormal investigations. And then I want you to jump in and kind of give the particulars of what it is that you're looking for and how you actually do it. But okay, so we do it way different. I mean, all the shows that you see on TV, everything's done at night, lights off, um, you know, uh, you know, everything is done with night vision and all this other stuff. And honestly, if a place it has spirits, it has it 24-7. And they're not just available during, you know, 9 p.m. to, you know, 5 a.m. They're available all times. So we'll go into a location at any time of day, night. It doesn't really matter for us. And the way we always start is that Jim actually does a whole spec out of the location first. And he sits there, you know, Mr. It's sort of Mr. Scientific versus Ms. Um, you know, Ms. What, what could I call me? Energy person. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and, you know, my head's up in the clouds and Jim's really focused. So he's going, he's actually specking the room with a magnetometer, every single location. And he's identifying the hot spots that are tied into some, you know, um, magnetic, you know, your refrigerator or the back, the wall and, you know, that's, you know, the backside of the wall of where your refrigerator is hooked in might have a higher, um, uh, level of um, magnetic energy, and is that what is it electromagnetic or just magnetic, Jim? Well, it's it's uh, it's electromagnetic because it's usually coming off of a wire that has a big current going through it. So, for example, if a refrigerator is running, you'll see this high power energy moving through all of the wire in the wall, and then once the refrigerator turns off, it, it stops. And it can be very confusing if you're on a site. And and you find yourself doing a magnetometer reading and, whoa, look, it's really high. And all of a sudden it cuts off and you hear the refrigerator go off at the same time. You go, oh, no, I yeah. was tricked. <laughs> right. And those are the things that we try to identify beforehand. And I remember one location that you and I were doing a home in um, West New York, New Jersey. And there was a hot spot in the front of the house that you were outside trying to figure out if there was any wires coming into the house or any electrical things or anything like that that could have been causing that hot spot. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was the one with yeah. the little boy. That's right. There, there, was, there was a big electric box and a big uh, power cable coming in from the, the house, the, the street uh, wires right into the house from that spot. It ran right down into the electrical box, and it was too high. Uh, it was dangerous. It apparently hadn't been grounded properly. That would that would happen. And and the funny thing is, if they if they fix that, many times the paranormal stuff that's going on in the house goes away because it right. kind of draws that energy. 
So, and the other um, thing that draws in is that, you know, the hot thing is having these granite countertops and everything. Granite is a great conductor for, oh, yeah. uh, you know, for paranormal <laughs> influences. Um, so that's another thing that when I go into a location that has a lot of um, granite and there's a lot of activity, I mean, what are you going to tell them? Take out your granite countertops? I mean, you know, literally, you got to work around it. Um, so, or, or are you going to discharge it? You got to clean it. Yeah, but will it stay clean? That's the thing. No, I it mean, won't. <laughs> it, right. See, the thing of it is with a lot, and we're going to talk about this later in the show about how different we do the investigations. I mean, it's really, really like night and day. And I'm going to give you very specifics of some episodes of some, you know, very popular shows and things that we would have done different and that actually were upsetting to me the way they did it. But, but, you know, so even if we were able to discharge that, um, you know, that granite countertop, especially if there's a big, big, like nowadays they do those huge um, island countertops and everything. And then you have your whole big kitchen, you know, that's a big um, induction, you know, it, it draws in the energy. So even if we clear it, you know, it's going to draw on something else at some point, most likely. So, I mean, you work around it, but there are protective things that you can do, I think, to sort of, um, you know, shift that energy and, and um, um, make it less, you know, um, scary, I guess, in a way. And it's not always bad energy. I mean, sometimes, even though I haven't found a lot of Caspers, um, I do think sometimes, like Jim was saying, it's just um, a spirit that's attached to a location that, you know, that love, let's assume, you know, you build your dream house or, or a kid grows up in a house and they live their whole life there. After they pass away, that's their house. They don't want to leave. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that they're scaring anybody or, or doing anything really evil or devious. That's their house. And sometimes you pick up on video, you know, um, an entity just, you know, walking through the walls because, you know, at one point there could have been a doorway there or could, there could have been a staircase or something like that. So there's a lot of factors to take into consideration. Plus something that a lot of people don't think about is the land that these buildings are built on. What was on that land prior? Um, because even the house that I built in the Poconos, I think was on troubled land from the get-go. I just do. But so anyhow, so Jim specs everything out and he literally has a diagram with all kinds of notes on it. And Jim, I'm going to let you talk about that a little bit more because there are times that you'll find a hot spot and um, it, you can't trace it to anything. So what would you do at that point? Do you tell me about it or do you just let me discover it on my own psychically? Uh, the way I recall uh, the last time we did this was, was uh uh, I would draw a map of the whole house and, and then I would target out the places that are showing, you know, this is, this is a hot spot because there's an electrical wire in, the, in there or something. So I would just, you know, don't pay attention to anything there. And then I would, I would pay place some, you know, if I found something else, I wouldn't tell you right away. I would just let you go ahead and do the work that you usually do right. follow up. Right. And, and then uh, if something comes up that kind of, uh, relates to what I'm talking, what I found, then I would, I would express it then, or I would, I would share it later. 
because it's uh, it, it, I didn't want to influence what you had to to offer. There you go. Right. In in any way whatsoever. So so um, um, after after doing a walkthrough baseline setting for the house, then we would we would interview the family usually, and then kick them out. And- Right, and then we would find our location for our control center, just like you see most, you know, shows do. There's a central location that, you know, we kind of use, and I do certain clearings and make sure that that ener- that location and that energy in that location is um, accommodating to what we're doing, because um, obviously you don't want to set it up um, your control center in the you know the middle of the most devious you know, evil energy, because that's going to conflict with a lot of stuff. Um, You know, we use a lot of equipment as far as, um, you know, tape recorders we do put in, in various locations. We do set up cameras. Um, You know, we have the DVD. I mean, we do a lot of that stuff the same way that you see a lot of people on TV doing it. But Jim, with what you were just saying about not influencing the um the various spots what i'm thinking about is we did a a a paranormal investigation in fact we were there several times um at a restaurant in um carmel new york and we were in the base we were in the basement at 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 a certain time and i had borrowed what was what is that thing called that looks that um okay too no uh, well, what's the other word for a K2? That it the magnetometer? Able, no, it's that thing I borrowed from the fire department. That um, it's Oh, the fleur, the infrared yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyhow, we're, you, you, you actually saw, remember, a handprint on the wall. And I was mm-hmm. so busy because I'm executive producer as well as in the movie that you know that we're doing on the show so i'm in the middle of five thousand things i didn't have time to zoom in on that handprint and i remember you kept on saying jill look at this look at the wall you know (laughs) just look at the wall you literally saw a handprint did you you remember that yeah vaguely yeah that was a long time ago yeah i mean i remember that really really well and unfortunately because i had a whole crew and you know everybody was there and i had a had a be involved with 400 things at the same time. I didn't have time in that moment to really delve in and look at and see what that handprint actually was. And I really regret not doing that because that particular night um, we had a situation where one of the paranormal investigators was actually scratched on the back of the neck. And there is an EVP where we, when we're actually taping and zooming in to show on video that, um, you know, that this happened, that, you know, the, he was scratched. We could actually hear on the video, on the, the video, an EVP saying, I touched you. So we're going to try to dig up all those videos and EVPs and stuff like that. And when Jim puts it, to get, puts it together in some sort of, you know, film format for you, it will be on the YouTube channel. Um, because we have a lot of really interesting EVPs that I want to talk about in a bit. But, Jim, is there anything else about how we initially start the investigation that you want to mention? Because then I want to turn it over to Ryan to ask us to ask us slowly those questions so we can answer them one by one. Okay. Um, um, uh, nothing occurs to me except for the fact that 
following the, the family interview and we would make the family leave and and just listen to what's uh, going on, you would start to actually do a lot of medium work and I would be kind of backing you up, offering suggestions on how to do this and how to do that and listening to your guides and things. And and you would actually connect with the spirit in some way and and move that spirit into a place where the spirit and the family would be more more pleased with the outcome. Well, was, I want to talk charming. about that. Yeah, I want to talk about that in greater detail. Um, I want to sort of hold off and build up to that big moment because at the particular location that you and I are referring to, you know, with not the, um, the the restaurant slash bar in right, Carmel, right. but that house that we did in West New York, that right. was pr- really profound. And I want to mm-hmm. I want to explain what happened. I actually did a write up, and I think it was in Fate Magazine about what happened. This was maybe you know I don't know 15 years ago. I remember I ran it by you to ask you what you thought and if I had forgotten anything. Um, uh-huh. So they, they did a write up. On it yeah, many many years I remember back. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because it, it was so profound, I think out of all the experiences we've had, and we've been to, you know, a lot of locations, um, that one really stands out in my head. I remember, and then in a minute, I am going to turn it over to Ryan. But um, I remember a location that you—it was a friend of yours, Jim. And what frequently happens is on the way to the location. I start getting a lot of psychic stuff because I remember it was a friend of yours. And I said to you, I keep on seeing a motorcycle. And this was before you even, maybe you had a motorcycle, but it wasn't like prominent, you know, I don't even think you did. Right. And, and then I kept on picking up all this biker stuff and you were like, uh, he was a biker and it turns out he actually had gotten killed if I remember correctly or injured or something happened to him. So I was actually picking up all this stuff before we even got to the location. And you and I have found that I do that very often. It's like I'm starting to get into the energy of the location before we even get there. And I didn't even know where we were going. I don't remember if we were in a cab or how we were getting to the location. But do you remember that? Because I don't remember what happened once we got there. But I do remember picking up all that stuff about her brother before we got there. I, I just remember that, that you were you were already at work uh, before I even got a chance to do the baseline. You were already, you know, picking up picking up details. Um, yeah, some, sometimes that happens, you know, yeah. with the location. I think it happens a lot, but that one was really profound because it was a friend of yours, and you knew that I was nailing it, you know, before. Right. Like, if we're going into a location and I say, oh, well, I'm picking up, you know, something weird in the basement, you don't know. I mean, you don't live right. there. You know, we have to wait till we get there, you know, or I'm already saying, uh oh, I don't want to go into that closet. I mean, what closet? Well, there's a closet. I'm just feeling some negative energy from. We don't know until we get there. But that one was personal for you because that was a friend of yours. Um, yeah. So, so that was really interesting how that happened. But, Ryan, I want to bring you back on the air so you can ask your questions again. Let us answer it because I know you're, you're, you're the voice of the listeners. You're the voice of the average person who has questions about what it is that we do. So I want to answer your questions. That's for sure. But, All right. Well, we got, uh, you know, we got a nice solid checklist because this uh, stuff interests me. I'm a huge horror movie buff, so, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing it from all ends. But on a religious standpoint, now, if there are ghosts, 
then there are heaven and hell. Is that correct? Mm, that's because a loaded question. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know that we can get into it. What I can say is because Jim and I do the work very different, and we're going to explain that in a little bit, um, there's definitely a place that these spirits aren't going when they die. They get stuck here. And when I help release them, they go somewhere, wherever that is. In fact, at that um, bar slash restaurant in Carmel, New York, um, one energy that this was before we were even really officially doing much. I remember I was in the bar area with a couple of the investigators and we were taping in there and um, I did pick up an energy and I did guide the energy to the light and helped release that energy. And there is an EVP that, again, when we do the video, you'll be able to hear it, um, that actually says, said something like, it was a whisper, and it said something like, I'm home, Jesus, I'm home. So I think if you're religious, that's kind of your answer, that um, there is certainly a heaven or a place that that, spirit or entity went to because it it sent us a very clear message that it had reached its home and it it whispered Jesus I mean you know so for that spirit it found exactly where it, where it needed to go um, I'm a firm believer in you know um, kind of like your beliefs and your expectations kind of um, influence certain things. Um, I remember a friend of mine telling me when her mother-in-law was dying, she was in the hospital bed and she was looking out the window and she just reached out her arms and she said, you know, Jesus or something like that. And she took her last breath and died. Um, so, you know, I believe there was a part of her that knew she was going back home. And if she saw Jesus or saw, saw some representation before she took that final breath. Um, but I think a lot of that part of it is based on what our belief system is. You know, if you if you are, you know, Hindu or something, Jim, you might see um, who would you, you know, what would you might see dying, Shiva. Shiva. You might see yeah. Shiva. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some Vishnu, some Brahma. It, it, it depends on the, the type of Hindu. It, there's a lot of different uh, uh, groups that that uh, have, have different people they tend to go to. You might even see Krishna. Um, um, the the thing I think is important is we're seeing something. It's intelligent. And we can interact with it, and we can help it to move to a new place. It seems related to the the home or something to do with that that earth, that ground. And once we move it to a different place, people are noticing a very different atmosphere around the place. And that's, you don't have to have a reason why or a religion, religious explanation. Uh, a lot of people uh, uh, from uh, some very re uh, uh, strong religious backgrounds don't believe in ghosts, don't think that there can be such a thing that, that uh, when you die, you've got to go to heaven or hell and that's it. Uh, and that's that's okay, and they can find another way to explain what they're seeing. They usually, you know, call them demons or something. Um, that's that's a different different uh, uh, answer to the problem. But for me, it just it's just this. You know, there's something going on in this place. When I approach it as if it's a person and deal with it that way, that thing moves on and and goes away. So that's that's where I leave it. 
Yeah, Are we guaranteeing but, that but, there is better than here, though? I beg your pardon? Uh, Are uh, we guaranteeing that asking, there, that you're sending them, is better than here? Yes. Uh, yes. I can't 100%. guarantee okay. it. All right. I can't guarantee it, but I know that it is. But what I want to add to what Jim just said is that even though he said, you know, we deal with intelligent beings and stuff like that, that we're able to help move on. And that's a big piece of what we do different that we're going to talk about. Um, There have been times we've encountered demons and we've encountered very um, scary entities that I honestly didn't know what to do with. And Jim would sort of guide me along because I'm interacting with this force and I'm like, you know, really, I, I almost want to say terrified and Jim is guiding me through the process of, you know, sort of trapping their energy and helping them move to a different place. But I want to talk right. about those specifics in a, in a little bit because I want to give it the justice that it deserves. But I'm turning it back over to you, Ryan. Do you have other questions? I mean, I believe I there is something out bigger and different than here because I do remember being born and the place that I was prior to being born, I mean, I was like a kid playing, you know, so I was enjoying the scenery and, 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 you know, where I was. So I believe that that was heaven. Well, we were talking about uh, all the gizmos and gadgets that you guys play with. Now, scientifically, I'm looking at uh, the Ghostbusters movie. Is there any way we will be able to develop a way to capture them? I want to, are we going to be able to make a proton pack so we can zap them and shoot them into a box? <laughs> Just well, don't cross the beams, buddy. <laughs> you know, um, I'm going to let Jim answer that, but I'm thinking about, I, I, Jim, I don't know if you were there when we were at that. I mean, we were there a couple of times, but somebody had set up a Faraday box type thing at uh, that location um, uh-huh. and I I had put a, a tape recorder and a camera in that location and I actually did not authorize this um, one of the investigators that was working with us to go into that location I wanted it empty he went in there and was enticing it which I, I don't do um, uh-huh. and um, there were growls. There were obvious growls um, that were in that room, which was the wine cabinet, if you remember, the wine cabinet. Oh, room. down in the basement, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not the, not, was, that the, was that the main room that was so haunted there? Um, but I don't remember if that was the main room that was so haunted or not. Was there that other room that had that door that used to belong to a, a crematory or funeral parlor or something. Was that the oh. wine cabinet? I thought it was in the basement in the back. Yeah. That's my recollection. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't remember if that was, if there was another room or if that was the wine cabinet, but there was specifically growls when he was enticing that, that spirit. And again, these are some of the EVPs that I'm going to get to Jim. So when he puts this all together, um, you can mm-hmm. hear it very clearly, and you could actually see it because I had it on tape as well. Um, mm-hmm. 
So, can you Ryan, move a ghost? back to you. Can you what? Can you move a ghost? Move it. Oh, boy, Let's say, yeah. like, I want to play a yeah. prank, and I want to yank yeah. a ghost from well, a haunted house, throw it into my buddy's house. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you'd want to do that. What I can say is there have been numerous locations I've brought spirits home with me, and it's not so easy to get rid of them. Um, it would take me sometimes days or weeks to get rid of them. And what Jim and I learned to do, especially with me, because I'm so sensitive, is anything that we had with us that had a battery, the batteries would be discarded before we left there. So this way, because that battery, how many times do you even see on these, you know, ghost shows on TV that the batteries get drained when the, you know, spirits are around and we've seen that happen trillions of times, but the, and Jim could probably explain this better than me. The spirit energy can get attached to anything, including uh, a battery in your in your wristwatch. So, Jim, can you explain how that happens? Oh no, I can't explain how it happens, but it's a phenomenon that's pretty well recorded. So, so the idea is, if you yank the batteries out of equipment before you leave, um, it makes it so that the batteries are inert; they can't be a container for any kind of energy, except for the energy of the battery itself, and it's just in what we call potential form. So that makes it so that Whatever's, you know, whatever's happening as far as spiritual energy is concerned has to stay where it is. It's not going to come home with us. And it seems to work pretty good. It was a good, good habit to get into. Yeah, because there were too many times that we didn't do it. And, you know, I ended up with a visitor. So I don't know if there's a way. <laughs> I, I think what you're explaining, Ryan, is intentionally capturing it like they did in a box. And, you know, taking it. Oh, look what I got. Here's a present for you. And then you open the present and you know, they've now got a ghost at their house. Um, there, are, there, are t- batteries. <laughs> there are cases, there are cases where, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. There are cases where people have uh, purchased furniture and, or some kind oh, of an yeah. object. There was, there yeah. was a show on for a long time called the ghost collector or something like that. The haunted collector. I think that was the name of it. And, oh. uh, and uh, this guy's, uh, a New England gentleman that would run around with his, with his family and a, and a couple of extras, and uh, and uh, they would go to a house and isolate a single object that seems to be the source of the of the haunting, and they would remove it from the house with the with the owner's permission, and they would take it back to their home and and put it in their museum in, in, a, in a sealed area which is kind of restricted, and then the haunting would stop. So I imagine if you were to t- take an object that, that definitely has a haunted uh, aspect to it and bring it to someone that they would be able to share in that. That would be one way to accomplish that if you want to try that. And when you're saying that, when you're saying that, I'm thinking about Jim, I think you were with me. Um, this was in Brooklyn, New York, and remember Vivian? I remember Vivian. Okay, so we went to her house. Were you with me when we did this? I don't remember doing that, no. All right. I think you were there, though. There was something going Maybe. on at her house. And uh-huh. um, when when I got there, she gave me a ring. And she didn't say anything about the ring. And I put it in my hands, and I'm feeling it. And I start, it was oozing gook. And I just, I went, mm. and I, I had to wash my hands for so long. And I said, whoever this had this ring, it's, they had cancer. I mean, it was like oozing 
from that ring. And oh. she said it was her grandmother's ring and her grandmother died of cancer. So mm. even that kind of energy stays stuck. Now, you know, I mean, you know, God willing, I hope nothing, you know, negative ever happened to, to Vivian, you know, in that way. But it can hold. And I think it's more probably what I was picking up was not the cancer, but all of her negative emotions that were attached to having right. cancer and the fear and whatnot that was attached to it. So I don't know mm-hmm. if, um, you know, that if that ring went to someone else, but I'll tell you, I had a ring and this was many, many years ago and it was a diamond ring. I had a ring that every time I wore it, something terrible happened that I threw that ring into some body of water somewhere. And everybody said to me, why didn't you just sell it? And I couldn't with any no. clear conscience sell it and yeah. have anybody else go through what I was going through. And I just felt somehow it was that ring. Shoot. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, no, I'm soaking it all in. Are right, you guys well, spooking me out? Well, right. right now. I'm a little speechless. Yeah, I'm spooked out because I'm in the dark right now and I'm a little worried. I know, but, and I, um, I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go light some frankincense because I'm getting spooked out myself. Yeah, not alone. Well, okay, now, Jim McKee said that uh, the one time that you had an encounter, you said good morning to the empty room. Oh, what? Well, you, well, you said you, you, uh, when you had an encounter, you walked down uh, in the place you were at, you said good morning, and you heard good morning back from obviously a ghost. Now, why can't that ghost, now, he hit you with a good morning. Now, why can't he follow up? I mean, why Why is it just, is he hitting two words and then he, he can't say no more? Like, why are we getting, like, a ghost will say, like, get out. But yet, can I ask you why? And the ghost won't say nothing. Like, why can't he can speak two words? How long until he can get the power to give me more uh, chit-chat, you know? Well, there's no way we can know the, the number of minutes or seconds between verbal uh, capability. And it's, it's, I don't know if the ghost even knows that they communicated effectively until they see a response, and then they might go, Oh, cool. Let me try that. And nothing goes through after that. You know, it's, it's like a really shaky wire uh, connection that happens. between. Uh, the so there's some static. Well, static, or at least uh, it, it, it's hard to cross the threshold of that, uh, of that gap between, between us verbally as well as physically. So it really takes a lot of energy. And uh, sometimes it, it's something like that pops out so quick because, before the, the spirit even has a chance to realize that they did it. I say, good morning. He say, good morning, because that's what he did every day for, the, for his life. And it was just a natural reaction. It happened to come out. Uh, he didn't even know it would. Yeah. Would you think you it would be easier to get the verbal out or for them to, you know, fling a chair? You know, I've seen those haunted oh, restaurants and the chair gets flung. Verbal is More so power easier. to speak or hit. More power to speak, much easier. And it also depends on the entity and what they're, they're, you know, just like I'm thinking about the guy who um, was in this, one of the investigators was in this very haunted location, and you could see the huge scratch on the back of his neck, and he felt it happening, and that was a very evil place. So, you know, know, the intentions of what's there, I think, is going to, definitely influence the outcome. I mean, Jim tapped into just some kind of ghost that was just happy that somebody was there to even recognize it. You know, one thing I want to mention there, there's a home and, and I'm, 
I think it's still out there, and I don't know who owns it. It's out on Long Island. Um, it used to belong to some relative of Jackie Onassis. And um, I remember reading something about it a long time ago, and I don't remember specifically the details, but Barry Goldwater was staying over to, you know, visit. And in the morning, they came down and they saw Barry um, or, you know, uh, senator was he whatever he was um you know sleeping on the couch and they said you know what what happened why are you here and he said well there's a ghost in that bedroom and I, i couldn't stay there that ghost wouldn't leave me alone so even somebody like that who you think of you know and again i know nothing about barry goldwater and if he was into any of this hocus pocus kind of stuff but he had an experience and that house was known to be haunted. And there was a documentary done on that, on that home many, many years ago. I think the house had fallen in disarray and they had it on the market. I don't know if somebody bought it. I think I had read somewhere that somebody bought it and renovated it. And, you know, usually when you go through renovations, a lot of weird stuff happens. A lot of weird stuff happens. There was a location that, we were doing, we were filming at, and I don't remember where it was. And it was known to be, and this wasn't when you and I were filming, Jim, this is when I was filming another show. And I don't remember the specifics of where we were, but somebody was in a particular room and the, um, the pictures on the wall started flying off of the wall. Now that, yeah, that ties in more to what Ryan was saying that's yeah. an energy that has a, a very different way of communicating. Can I tell you that that energy is evil because it's throwing things around? No, maybe it, what, we weren't hearing it or we weren't noticing it. It was the only way it, it could get our attention. You know, I don't really remember what, you know, if I have it on tape and I could find it, I could give you a yeah. more specific answer on that. But, um, you know, there you know, I, I to me, usually when there's an entity that's stirring up trouble like that, um, they're not always bad entities. They're usually just trying to get attention. But when mm-hmm. someone's being, you know, hurt or levitated off of their bed or something like that, um, that kind of is scary. And that that's the, and we're going to talk about a story in a few where there was a lot of real negative stuff going on that. Um, Jim and I encountered a very demonic entity um, that was, you know, it took us hours, really. You know, usually what we encounter is a spirit that just doesn't know that it died and it's still, you know, it's still stuck to a location. So they're very easy for us. It's just really talking to them and explaining what's going on. And I help lead them towards you know, a safe place for them to go towards the light or, you know, whatever feels right in the moment. And, and that's very easy to do, but when you hit a demon, that's not so easy to do. And I'm going to save that, you know, for us to talk about in a little bit, but, but Ryan, other questions, is there anything else that you're wondering about? I got two more fantastic questions. Yeah. Go ahead. Here is number one. Can you guys help out? Let's say I'm, oh, my God, I call both of you guys, conference call, and I go, oh, my God, my son is possessed. I need you to come over here. Can you guys uh, help out with exorcism? Yes. That's <laughs> no. So, well, it's not an exorcism. All right, exorcism. so Jim's out. Jim's out. He's no, not coming over. No, it's not an exorcism per se. It's Hold not on. an exorcism per se, but 
we're going to talk His about a situation that happened that was very similar to that. We're going to talk about okay. that in a minute. Okay. And that was that location in West New York, New Jersey. Right. Okay. So, 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 right, when so Jim's not coming like over to help happens, and Evan's spitting pea soup on me. <laughs> so if something like that, God forbid, happens, yes, we can help, but it's not Ooh, nice. a, it's not a religious um, exorcism the way, you know, a priest would do it. It's different. It's not like in the movies. Yeah, no. You know, yeah, I'm like, if I tell you he's crawling on the ceiling right now, you well, guys, I mean, I'm shocked you guys are fearless. You're coming over. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, if he's, he's really crawling soup, on the, the ceiling. Turning. Uh, yeah, the head turning part would probably spook me out. Um, I, I don't think you would be so too. calm if any of that was happening. So um, I can Oh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be screaming while talking to you guys on the phone, that's for sure. <laughs> but, you know. I just want to know if you're able to do it. Well, I don't know if we are. What The entity that we were dealing with was different. It was possessing this kid in a different way that we'll talk about in a few minutes. But, um, you know, it wasn't attached to it constantly. That you know, that demonic attachment like that is kind of different. I don't know, Jim, what do you think? You said no, right? Well, I I would like to leave that to the religious people who are involved with the person who's, who's uh, claiming to be possessed because that's kind of their realm. But if it doesn't, if it doesn't work that way, then I'd be willing to offer some assistance. Let's put it that way. Is that fair? Well, like I said, you know, if, if you're if you're a Catholic and you really believe you're possessed, and uh, you should talk to the Catholic priest, you know they've got a oh, yeah. whole. He says he don't know what the hell's going on, so I was like, I'll just good. call Jim. They've got a whole thing about that, but if you're going to get ready for some very interesting directions, and and uh, uh, sorry, if you if if you don't have any religious proclivity and and you want to get some interesting uh, uh, results from from uh, Lady Fontaine and myself, we'd be happy to. To give you a hand nice. as much as we can. All right, so I'll let Evan know. Just if you want to get, you know, possessed, do it. You know. All right. Some people that are going to help you. Well, let's they hope. Watch the show. Well, let's hope we're never at that. That point, would be a great so. episode. I, you got to look at the positive side. I'd be like, that'll make wow. a great episode. It doesn't happen very often, brother. I know. That's why it would make a fantastic episode. Very rare. Well, very let's rare. hope. Well, you know. Don't even don't even joke about it. To me, this is yeah. We'll do fingers stuff. crossed. He'll be all right. I'll protect him. Don't worry. All right, all right. Yeah, now you make sure that you will protect him. And <laughs> obviously, topic. you're not that spooked out. So, what's the next question? Because all right, this is the last um, one. Okay, and this is like right, the ultimate ahead. ghost. What? All right. So, uh, dying in your sleep, committing suicide, or being murdered. Now, for the what's the highest level one that's gonna most likely there's a ghost in there? Like oh. There's some who, you know, someone died in their sleep. Oh, they committed suicide in the living room, or they were murdered in the bedroom. Like most likely, that ghost is from the murder in the bedroom, not the suicide in the living room or the dying in the sleep in the in the guest room. Which oh. one has a higher probability of there's your ghost? If I had three people well, die in this house with those reasons, well, um, any of them could. Because when I was a kid growing up in the house that I grew up in, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, I was communicating with a, an old man that died in that house. So, and at that point, I didn't know what to do with it. I just knew there was an old man in that house. And, you know, I didn't even know what I was dealing with because, you know, my, my dad was a natural born medium. So I 
I have these abilities and I was always communicating with the other side, but I didn't yet hone in on my skills and know what to do with it. But um, so I think any of those situations, you could have a spirit still stay there. But I rented a house one time in West Orange, New Jersey. Remember that house, Jim? That was so haunted. I lived there for about a week and had to move out. It was so terrifying. And even while I was there, I had to have somebody, I'd have to call a friend of mine who had to sleep in the bed next to me because I was so terrified of that house. Um, in the bathroom, the master bathroom, um, my dog reacted to a spirit that was in there. I mean, his tail went between his legs and he was shaking and his head was going in circles. I mean, you talk about the head spinning around. That was close enough for me. So I never used that bathroom again. But when we were, and when Jim and I were investigating that house, um, and we took photos. There were things that showed up on the photos that um, oh, that we couldn't explain from that from that bathroom. And I don't know that I still have the photos anywhere. I mean, I'll dig through my photo box and see if I have them. But we were not able to explain what that was that we picked up there. However, and this is the part I was getting to, that master bathroom was located above the entrance foyer of the house and I was and we didn't I didn't even realize that but I was standing in the entrance foyer and and I said to Jim there was a murder that took place right here I could feel it do you remember that Jim yes I do very much and That that right and that house was like I mean my cat I remember you know I had a cat and a dog back then and I remember saying you know, if my cat, if my cat wouldn't, you know, she was, she, I knew she saw things just like one of my dogs here. I know when they, they could see things. I mean, they just act a certain way. And I have this one dog that's very bold and fearless, but every now and then she's looking up and she's like cowering down and watching and looking at what's above her and stuff. And it takes me a while to bring her out of that because she's so spooked by something that she sees. So if you have a pet in the house, a dog or a cat, that is acting unusual like that, there usually is, you know, some sort of thing. Now, in my situation, I feel it's just her mother who recently passed away. Um, And I just think right now, you know, obviously a spirit comes through different than, you know, she did in real life. So it's spooking her out. Um, but you never know. It could be something else as well. As soon as anything like that happens, I do immediate clearings in the house because I don't want anything bothering me. I really don't. I went through enough trouble at the beginning when I first started to do this. I didn't know how to clear out my energy and get these things to leave, but I'm better at that now, and I don't tolerate it. If I there's any sign, even if it's, you know, uh, Coco, uh, you know, it's lovely that you came to visit, but I, I can't have my dog spooked out, the ones that are here. And I remember with magic many years back, I don't, I don't remember who it was who passed away, but he also, you know, was seeing something and I had to clear the house and say, no, nope, no, nope, we don't do that here. I can't have my dogs freaked out. Right. So, um, so I, I think any of them, Ryan, is really the answer. Obviously, when a tragic event like a murder takes place, a place there's 
heightened energies involved. Um, so, you know, entities can, and, and energy. A lot of this is just stuck energy. You know, it can be, um, it could obviously be stuck in, in a house. Um, suicide, there could be a lot of sadness and a lot of um, confusion, and that energy often gets stuck to that room, that location, or the spirit still could remain there. If somebody dies in their sleep, again, if it's a person who was tremendously attached to that location or very, very attached to any people that are currently living in the house, they can choose to stay earthbound and not move on, and their energy could still be there. So I don't, from my perspective, any of the above, there's not one that would stand out more than the other. Maybe a murder a little bit more because of the heightened energies involved. But what do you think, Jim? Um, I think I think uh, that any kind of a traumatic uh, event that that leads up to someone's death, uh, um, or or as you were saying, any strong attachment to a place or or a, a, a mission or an object, those are things that, that really do it. So um, if someone dies in their sleep and they have a lot, a lot of attachment for the, for, an, for the home or for something in that home, they can get attached to that to the point where they can't let go. Or if they have a mission, you know, they, they want to make sure you know that they've, they've left a will or something, you know, and nobody knows where it is. And so they have to, they have to, have to fix that. Um, that. That's a lot of times a reason. So any of you know in a suicide situation, those don't usually come up that much, but there's a tremendous amount of emotion around the person and, and yeah. the things that they're going through. So that's that's the real thing that kicks them into into this place. Many times it's it's actually residual. It's uh it's something that's mm-hmm. ironed into the building more than it is a real person. So like uh, there's stories about hotel rooms where someone jumped out and people go and stay in that room later and they'll see this person jumping out of the window over and over again all night long. And that's just residual. It's just the energy of that person committing suicide over and over again, uh, being, being portrayed. It's not conscious. It doesn't interact with people. It's just residual. And Uh, I think that, um, it doesn't even have to be attached to the place. It could be attached to an item. Let's just assume yeah. that, um, you know, somebody used a gun and shot themselves in the head or something, but that, that person held the gun for days and was pondering or, or whatever, you know, or even the uh-huh. bed that they died in or anything like that. So uh-huh. the energy could be attached to things rather than just buildings. That's right. That's right. So, uh, Ryan, did that answer your questions? Yeah, it was pretty legit. I'm pretty well okay. versed now in the paranormal world. Are, are you spooked out? A little freaked out, yeah, but I also feel good because, like, you know, ghosts are kind of cool, you know. I would like <laughs> to say good morning, you know. I would like to say good morning to somebody. And you would like to hear when it I'm back? When I'm you know. What? You would like to hear it back? <laughs> no, I don't want to hear it back. <laughs> no, I definitely don't want to hear it back, but... Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. so- so how will you know if it's there if you don't hear it back? No, I'm saying if I become a ghost, I just want to oh. be – I would like to talk. Like, I really, I'm going to probably push the limits when I'm a ghost because I'm very social. I would like to, you know, I'm going to really try to chat it up. I'm not just going to say good morning and leave. 
I'm not going to just say get out because that's rude. I'm going to just, you know, I'm just going to try to be nice, you know. If I can clean up while they're away, I'll clean up, you know. I would never throw anything. That's just rude, you know. Yeah. Well, I think I, I don't like know why why spirits do that. I don't know why well, spirits do that. Do you do you have a explanation for that, Jim? I don't think that why every like, that a, I don't think all paranormal activity that we encounter is because of people's dying and leaving a earthbound spirit. Um, sometimes it's actually a projection from the person in living in the house. Uh, this is what Hans Holzer kind of arrived at as an explanation for what's called poltergeist, which is what we're describing. You know, ghosts that move things around, throw things around, create all kinds of havoc. If you ever watch this TV show, Paranormal Cut on Camera, you'll see, uh, sometimes you'll see like houses where where stuff just moves in these really very peculiar ways. Uh, uh, but there's no there's no intelligence to it. There's no spirit there that you can talk to. It's just stuff moving. That doesn't mean spirits can't move stuff, but apparently this poltergeist isn't actually a conscious being that is moving something. It's actually a projection of the person that lives there. And, uh, and, and so um, that's where the energy comes from, and therefore when you tame the person or whatever it is about that person that's creating that energy, it goes away. And that's what happens a lot with poltergeist activity. Well, I think what you're describing also to some degree um, ties into when there's a young child in the house yeah. um, that yeah. often draws in the spirit or supernatural or paranormal activity yeah. more so than Hans anything else. Hans Holzer noted that it was mostly uh, uh, children going into moving into adolescence. Into yeah, puberty. I had heard that as well. Right. I yeah. know for me, I even as a young kid was able, but I, I was a natural born medium. So I think that this old man that lived in the house, I mean, he wasn't scaring me. I was just telling my parents, there's an old man in my bedroom. They go, what, you, what, what old man? Well, like he's there. He talks to me, you know, and it wasn't an imaginary kind of thing. I mean, I knew there was an old man and that house, as you know, Jim, um, yeah. you know, from when we went back, you know, when we were adults was, was, was definitely haunted. I want to, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what we do different. We've hinted at it. Um, okay. I'd like to sort of explain it a little bit. And then if we have time, move on to some of the particulars. Otherwise we'll save that for the video. Um, you know, cause I know there's a bunch of callers that want to get on the air as well. And I do want to start taking calls, but I want to talk about some of the, you know, pros and cons of what we see with some of these uh, paranormal investigators that, you know, either we've worked with or that we see on TV. Um, If you want to talk about some of the equipment, and I in particular want to talk about one of my main pet peeves about what they don't do that we do and they should do. So you want to take it, you want to start with some of the equipment or do you want to start with some of what do you want to start with? Um, well, there's there's a whole list of equipment that I've scribbled out today or t- yesterday uh, that I've seen on different uh, different uh, things and diff- and I've used myself. Uh, and and so, what are the tools that a Ghostbuster has? Um, we would start with tape. 
a tape recorder or an EVP recorder, which is digital, um, these are useful for documenting uh, the kinds of things that are going on and, and for uh, 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 hearing uh, EVPs, which are uh, voices, voices or, or things that they kind of electronic voice phenomena. Uh, there's, there are voices that come through uh, onto equipment, but it isn't heard necessarily by the people in the room. So at the time that you're saying something or asking questions to a spirit, you might hear uh, nothing, but then when you go back and listen on the tape, it'll it'll have material. Um, the original first time I ever ran across EVP recordings, I was watching a thing on TV about it, and it was a, it was long before there were digital recorders. Uh, this man had a reel-to-reel tape recorder, and he was recording, uh, leaving it recording all day long, and and then he would play it back, and he would hear voices at times, and then he uh, would play back the voices over and over again, and every time he play back the voice it would get a little clearer and mm. so finally it, it sounded like you know a real person saying a real thing um I, i'm surprised that it that nobody seems to be trying to reproduce that today but uh and I'm, it may be grounds for uh, some good experiments in the future uh, to play with that idea of just leaving a voice recorder sitting and recording for hours and seeing if we get voices just off the, out of the air I have done that in in the past. I mean, I, I uh-huh. can't tell you specifically what happened. Yeah. I don't remember, but I've tried that in the past. And I also, yeah. when I was young, um, I had a good friend of mine that had this, you know, back in the day, they were these big, fancy recorders. You know, it was a tape recorder. Um, yeah, you know, but it reels. had the reels, the, the two uh-huh. reels on it. But I was taping something. There was a reason why I wanted to borrow it. He let me borrow it, and I was so excited. And I was, you know, playing whatever I was doing, whatever I was taping, I don't remember. And then when I played it back, you heard my voice, and then you heard a, you know, definitely a moaning, groaning sound through that uh-huh. whole thing. Now, Right. Other times we use that same tape, you know, tape recorder at my house with different, you know, even on that same tape at a different, you know, time, nothing. It was normal. So there was nothing wrong with the tape. There was nothing wrong with the tape recorder. It was that moment. And I kept that tape for years and years and years. But eventually through the years, you know, with moving and this and that, I've, I've misplaced it or lost it. Um, but that was like my first experience with some sort of EVP. Okay. Um, it, it, it's good to do. EVPs are very, very useful uh, data, bits of data that you can use for your, for your work. Sometimes it actually gives very good information to help out uh, with investigations or, or explanations to, to people or own properties that you're working on. Um, the next type of recorder would be video recorders, and there's a whole mess of those, including the, the, the plain, you know, you're using your phone or a, a handheld video recorder. Um, there's an EMCCD, which I ran across yesterday and decided to do some research on just because I'm going to do this show today. Uh, it's called an electron multiplier CCD. It just means that it's a very, very sensitive camera, so it picks up on an awful lot of stuff that you can't get uh, with a regular uh, partial spectrum camera. Um, a full spectrum camera is something I've I've run across a few times. I've never had one, but uh, research says that they do infrared and ultraviolet levels of light, not just the, the visual range of humans. So um, 
those those therefore should be able to pick up things that are happening in in, in different layers, but they're not as sensitive as a FLIR, which is a infrared camera right. that uses ambient that that records ambient light. You see a lot of those on uh, Bigfoot and uh, hunts and things like that. They'll they'll be out there, you know, scoping the the forest with with an infrared camera, and that what it's trying to do is it's trying to actually pick up the heat coming from an object. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and heat in an infrared radiation looks like light, only it's just very low frequency. We can't see it, but uh, this camera can, and then we can see what's in the camera. Some very interesting stuff has happened on that. Um, then there's a. a uh, one of the things that they that that they use along with this kind of equipment, this recording equipment, is something that's called a laser grid. And what a laser grid does is it puts a a pattern out in the room, so you have you can only use these in the dark. Uh, puts a pattern in the room, and then when something walks across that pattern, you can see it. It it mm-hmm. becomes clear. Um, and then there's a camera called an SLS camera, and what it does is it uses a laser grid to look at a room and then it uses artificial intelligence to scan the, the images that it's being back and see if there's anything that looks like it's a human shape. And when it is, it kind of draws a stick figure on the screen right where that is showing up. So you're looking at the camera, the, the computer screen that's attached to the camera, it's showing what the camera is seeing, but it's also showing the stick figure, which is saying, and this part of the cam- the film, this part of the screen right here is actually got a person type thing in it. We don't know what that means. And it's, it's pretty interesting to look at the way this works. I'm not sure how much I believe it or not, but I, I'd love to play with it more and, and, and get an idea. Well, um, I have seen, I think you've sent me to a link in the past, and I've seen right. some of these, um, which look like stick figures, kind of like, but you could see the movement. So it's not just picking up, you know, like a, a shelf or a bookcase or right. something like that. You could actually see the movement of this energy that looks yeah. like human movement. Um, but I'm very curious about the software that's attached to that as well. Um, you know, we're hoping sometime, you know, when this COVID-19 situation settles down and New York is safe again, um, we hope to do a show live at a haunted location. And we want to see how, you know, if we can get some, we have a lot of equipment, but we want to see, you know, especially that piece of equipment that we don't have, um, if we could get it either buy it or, you know, have it lend to us or whatever, so we could see how that really works and if it matches what either I'm picking up psychically or what other equipment, you know, indicates that there is some sort of entity in that room at that time. Right. But that does fascinate me. That's the most, um, I guess, state-of-the-art thing that's out there that I'm aware of. Another thing I would like to get is, uh, or or get to know is how much can I trust it or how how easily can I fool it? You know, so I would try and set something up to look human and see if it says it's human, you know, just to see if I can trick it, um, because that's that's also important to, to know so that you can know how much you can trust it. And I also, because okay, I had mentioned it to you with dogs, too, um, you said it, it only it's programmed for human form, but right. because you never know if there's a demon or some sort of entity or something like that that may not be showing itself in human form if it would pick that up. Right. So All that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it definitely would be interesting. Um, is there anything else about equipment or pros and cons that you did want to discuss? Well, 
I don't know if I'm going to get to it all because time is running quickly, so I don't want to overdo. Oh, um, yeah, we're already an hour in. Um, yeah. Some of this I think we're going to have to do in the video that we um, are planning to have on YouTube because there's so okay. much material here. Yeah. But there are a few things that I would like to get to before we start taking callers, and that's, um, you know, how different we do the paranormal investigations and what we do that a lot of people, even who use psychics or mediums, don't seem to be doing, or maybe they are, and I'm just not seeing those shows. But um, what, and I'm going to mention a particular episode. I'm not going to mention um, who did it, but there was one group of paranormal investigators that went to a an American hospital. It was just, you know, totally. Um, you know, in shambles. I mean, it wasn't even much left. I mean, it was open walls and stuff like that. But it's where during the Vietnam War, where they would take the American injured. And um, they did a whole paranormal investigation there. And at the end of the investigation, they did a prayer, you know, or a moment of silence or whatever it was in respect to the souls that were stuck there. Now, if it was me doing that, that paranormal investigation, what I would have done is as I'm picking up the souls and the, um, you know, the stuck energy there, I would work on helping to release it. To me, if we're going to do this work, I know that a lot of people go into it saying, well, this is for educational purposes and stuff like that, which is wonderful. But if you have the ability and if you can communicate with that entity, um, especially souls that are stuck at a, at a hospital from the Vietnam War and the, you know, the torturous injuries and deaths that must have occurred there, help those poor spirits move on. Why leave them stranded in Vietnam? I mean, that to me, it was... It was a very difficult um, episode for me to watch, um, you know, and that's where Jim and I do very different work. When we hit upon a spirit, we're not forcing it to go. If it wants to stay, that's its business. But right. if it wants, if, if when we explain to it, you know, that it has passed on and it, you know, it's obviously attached to this location for a reason, 99% of the time, or at least 95% of the time, that spirit realizes what's going on, and it's ready to move on. It no longer wants to stay stuck. Um, so I, I personally feel it's the job of, you know, the, either the paranormal investigation, uh, investigator or somebody who's, you know, part of their team to help that spirit, re release that spirit. Otherwise, really what's the sense i mean how many people have looked at that you know that prison or sanitarium or whatever in the philadelphia area i can't think of what it's called off the top of my head hundreds oh the sanitarium of, yeah hundreds of investigators have been there have i seen yeah. one person help one soul to be released from that location i mean maybe they haven't i haven't seen those shows but to me that's an important and very important part of doing an investigation. I think if you identify these souls and if you have that ability to communicate with them, help them move on. Don't leave them stuck in the location because 
90% of the time, they don't even know why they're there. And I've seen a lot of these people explain to homeowners, well, it's a friendly spirit. It's not going to hurt you and whatnot. Why not help it? You know, why not help it to fulfill its full purpose? It's, I'm sure when it was born, its full purpose was not to stay stuck in either a building or a location or a trauma or whatever that, that holds it to that location. Um, you know, so that to me is one of the main reasons and differences um, we do when we're doing paranormal investigations. Right. And in addition to that, there's people who, is, because the spirits aren't doing enough phenomena for them, they'll, they'll start provoking. They'll start, uh, you know, getting angry at them or trying to get them angry or, you know, enticing them into to doing things and, and being very rude. And, you know, so many times these spirits are kind of confused and they don't know what's going on. And then this guy's attacking them. Uh, it's, it's, I don't understand that that kind of thinking. They're, they're, you know, if that was your 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 kid or your your parent, and somebody started treating them that way, what would you do? How would you feel about that? Just I don't understand that. But uh, that's another way. People are very angry. You know, when they're they're uh, I don't know what they feel angry about, but I've seen a lot of investigators that are just angry at the spirits and just, you know, how dare you haunt this place? You're being really bad. Go away. You know, the stuff like that and. I just don't, I don't get that either. But uh, those kinds of things, if, if, if you're working on a place, your, your goal is to liberate whatever it is that's stuck there if it wants to go. And if it wants to stay, to help it be at peace with the people that are going to be there. I mean, to me, that's the real purpose. I don't know how many other investigative teams work with that premise. I think for most teams, it's just to identify that there a place is haunted or isn't haunted. And to me, that's not enough. It just isn't yeah. enough. So I think part of what, you know, our message is, is that um, if any of our listeners do have um, locations that they're experiencing some unusual phenomenon, I mean, obviously right now in the middle of a um, national emergency, we're not going to be able to come to your house and help resolve things. But if anybody does reach out to us and wants us to investigate their home or their business or other location, um, just know that if we do uncover something there, we're either going to make sure we leave and that entity is totally at peace or we help it move on. Um, There's no way I'm going to just say, yep, the place is haunted, you know, have fun. That's not the way we do it. I want to talk very, very briefly, and we'll talk more about this when we do the video, about that location in West New York, New Jersey, that you and I worked on, because it ties into something that um, Ryan had asked about earlier, and I really want to explain um, how we worked with this. And this was the first time I had ever encountered an entity that was so um, malicious and so hard to release, um, but, but we eventually did, but it took hours upon hours of work. And I remember saying to you, I don't know that I can do this. And you kept on saying, yes, you can. And you were guiding me through some steps to actually capture that spirit entity and send it off into, you know, never, never land. But what, what does 
signs and the symptoms were is it was a family of four. It was a mother and uh, a husband. And the mother was actually somebody that was, you know, a friend of mine. And she had two kids. She had a daughter and a son. And before they moved into this particular um, townhouse or attached home in West New York, New Jersey, um, the kid was a normal, you know, eight-year-old. I mean, you know, or 10-year-old, however old he was. He was absolutely a normal kid. Moves into this house, and suddenly he starts, you know, cursing at his parents and waving knives at them. And he told them that there was a man that was telling him to do this. So, you know, she told me about it and I told Jim about it and we decided we better go take a look and see what's going on. And, um, you know, we, soon as I, we realized how demonic and as soon as we walked into the bedrooms is where we had the real uncomfortable feeling, real uncomfortable. And I immediately told her that, you know, the husband and the kids have to leave the house immediately. And they did. And um, we started doing work in that location. And there truly was, I mean, it was transforming from one thing to another, to another, um, you know, in, but it was tremendously evil. And we were eventually, after hours of work, able to capture it and send it off. Now, the biggest like aha moment or the biggest, you know, thrill of the whole thing was, um, you know, I spoke to my friend a day or so later and I said, how are things going? And she said, oh, wonderful. And I, and she said, you know, I asked um, my son if that man is still here. And her son said, no, he left with those people. Now, the son never knew why we were there. I mean, I, I didn't want anybody, even the husband. I didn't want any discussions about it. I didn't want any, any, anything. I mean, obviously they knew the husband knew why we were there, but the kids didn't. Yet he confirmed that we were able to send that spirit away. And another very interesting point that happened when we were there, I start, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember this, Jim started to pick up a name and Sorry, you faded out. What did you say you pick up what? Um, I, I said that um, while we were there, um, I don't uh-huh. know if you remember this, but I started to pick up a name, a last name, and name. I kept on okay. saying that name. And my friend was going, gee, that for some reason sounds so familiar. And suddenly the light bulb went off in her head. She said, you know, I have mail from the people who lived here before, and it was on top of her refrigerator. And she looked at the name, and it was the same name that I was mentioning. Huh. Do you remember that? Oh, no, I don't remember that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, bottom line is, uh, obviously, there are ways to um, remove certain entities from a location. That particular entity was, um, I don't really know what it was attached to. I don't even remember if it was the house the previous people, the location, I'm not sure what, um, but certainly it was terrorizing that kid. And that kid never again picked up a knife in a threatening way to his parents ever again, nor did he ever curse at them the way he was when this man, this male evil influence was in the house. So that was one of, to me, a big moment. It's not something that I look forward to because dealing with that kind of entity was, 
tremendously um, challenging and scary to me as well. I mean, as much as I love this stuff, I get scared so easily with all of it. Um, and I think that's why I end up drawing some of the energies home with me because they could kind of attach to my fear. Um, so it's not something right. I look forward to, but certainly, um, you know, if something really um, demonic like that is haunting a location, there are people out there that can rid the place of it. And to the best of my knowledge, they never had another problem for as long as living there or any other location. So that was like a main thing that I wanted to share with you, as well as okay. how we differ. And, you know, for us, it isn't just uncovering that that spirit is there. It's actually communicating with it and helping that spirit move on. So on that note, Jim, was there anything else you wanted to add? I know we're almost running out of time. We have a bunch of calls, yeah. so I do want to take calls. But um, is there anything else? Otherwise, we'll put it in the video when we do the video. Right. I think that's the best plan. We'll just move okay. on. All right. Ryan. Oh, Ryan might be busy. Um, when Ryan gets back on, he, I think he's uh, screening a call right now. Um, we will start taking callers. Um, if you have okay. questions tonight about either any paranormal stuff that's going on in your home or location, or if you have any other questions on love, life, career, or whatever, feel free to call us at 646-716-9764. And I think Ryan will be back with us in a moment. There he is. Ryan. I'm here. Yeah. All right. Uh, I know we have callers galore. All right, so yeah, let's we, uh, try to get everybody. Let's try to get everybody on the air. Are there any specific people that you're interested in getting on the air first? I uh, talked to uh, the one guy before uh, was Sean, but he jumped off, so I guess he's gone. Uh, we have a guy, an older gentleman, he sounds at least. Uh, Sonny has a paranormal question, which I thought is good. And then for the other two callers that are listening, uh, you know, I don't want to shout out your numbers, but. Uh, I'm trying to reach out to you. I'm trying to talk to you to screen your call, but I can't get in touch with you. So uh, I'll try again after uh, we chat with Sonny, and hopefully we get you guys on the air. You guys called in. I'm trying to trying to chat it up, but I can't get through to either one of them, unfortunately. Wow, that's kind of weird. Maybe it's a paranormal thing going on. But Yeah, no, right. maybe it's the ghost playing with stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But all right, let's get Sonny on the air and let's hear what's going on with him. Okay. Hello, Sonny. Oh, hello. How, how are hey. you tonight? Hey. Welcome, Sonny. Uh, Lady Fontaine. What's, what's, yeah. what's going on, Sonny? What's, what's happening? Well, um, they all started like 15 years ago when um, my grandfather passed away. And, and uh, he, in his will... He um, he left me like his house, and which I thought was really a wonderful thing for him to do, and I was surprised because there's other people in the family that that could have been part of this, and, and he he um, he left it for me. Uh-huh. So um, so I moved in, and um, some weird stuff started to happen. And, you know, I'm living here by myself and, and, um, you know, and he would like come back every once in a while to, to like, like he's, he's, I don't know, he's scaring me. Like, like in the middle of the night, 
sometimes he'll like walk into my bedroom and 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 just like you know stand there looking at me and and, and I'm like what do you want from me you know like like I don't know why like like I thought he loved me and stuff I don't know why he comes back and just like torments me mm. and then I had like I had like a couple of pets I had I had three dogs and one cat over the last 15 years and well, all the dogs, they they died, like, mysteriously. You know, I, I go to the pound, and I pick them up, and, and, you know, I bring them home, and then all of a sudden, like, well, you know, one day out of nowhere, you go, you know, you come down the steps, and you see your dog just laying there on the ground, and you're like, you, you know, you're running to the vet, and the vet said the dog died. And I'm like, well, wait, he died. Like, he was just day before he was out with a plane with a bone, you know, I was tossing, you know, a ball around or whatever. So I don't, you know, I don't know about the pets that just like you wake up and they're gone, you know, I don't yeah. like, and, uh, and the same thing happened. Like it happened with the other pets too. I, uh, I don't like, I don't even want to get any more pets because I feel like, like yeah. he's killing them. Um, all right. Well, what what is your grandfather's first name? Because I have a feeling that even though it looks like your grandfather when he walks in the room, I'm just having the feeling it isn't. But um, oh, but what scary. what is it, what is your grandfather's first name? Larry. All right. Um, ooh, I got the chills. Um, and I got the chills on my head. He's he's definitely coming through. Um, well, you know he. he um, like I saw him the other night, and this was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like he came into the room and, and was staring there, and he was wearing like a mask, like you know, for the coronavirus. And I'm like, uh, like this weird. I mean, to see someone like you know, to see my grandfather wearing a, a mask so he doesn't get the coronavirus, it's like really blew me away. I mean, I was like. I was terrified because, like, I mean, he died 15 years ago. How would, how would he come back and have a, you know, a mask on? Now, Sonny, do you actually see him in physical form, or do you just see, like, a mist, uh, um, like a hazy kind of version of him? I, I see him in a physical form. Wow. I mean, it's it's real cut and dry. Like, like I, and then, like, if I get up and, I, you know, I, I go over to him, he then he he, he kind of leaves, you know. He kind of he manipulates like, and, and I don't know what to do. I mean, I I can't leave the house because you know they don't want you know they don't let people leave the house right. now. You right. gotta stay home. Right. And plus, I, I can never sell the house, you know, because uh, you know who wants to buy this house? And nobody's buying houses now, you know. Like, like right. I, like, well, right like now trapped. we're in a tough period. Where are you? Yeah. Are you in New York? Yes. Um. You what what I'm going to ask Ryan to do is get um, if you want to give your contact information. Obviously, we can't do anything now, and um, I'm a 9/11 survivor, so I have breathing issues. So even when they say we can go out, I'm waiting a long time until yeah. I make sure it's really safe to go out. Um, but that, this might be an interesting location for us to go to. Um, yeah. Jim, what do you think about that? I, I have a feeling I, we should go. But I want to yeah. tell you my, my observation. First of all, there's something very specific. There's, Larry wants you to, first of all, he really, he really doesn't want to scare you, and he does not 
I, I believe you have two entities there. I believe Larry is there, but Larry actually wants you. He's saying to me that you never really thanked him. You never, you were so wound up with why me, why did I get it, that you never really were grateful or thankful. And he's actually giving you the opportunity. He wants you to connect with him in, in, in a real way and, and really have that conversation of gratitude rather than fear. But I do feel you have another entity there. And it's very close to my heart because I've had um, in the past couple of years um, a, a repeating pattern of dogs dying very young. Um, I can't associate it with the house, but it's, you know, there's something going on. And, you know, I'm working on, on clearing that, that energy as well. But, um, yeah. But I, 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 another thing is like, like, like I, sometimes I wake up and like, I, like I'm all scratched. Like I, I, uh, I, I, I woke up the see, other that's day. That's not and I Larry. To... That's not Larry. You got something else there. Um, and, like, and that's and, what and I, I need. I feel like he's, I feel like he's slapping me around every once in a while. And, and oh. like, and, I mean, if it's not Larry, he looks exactly like him. I know. He's just doing that. Yes. It, it, does Larry know about this other entity? Question. All right, let's find out if Larry knows. Larry's unable to. I am um, really have the chills. I wish I had frankincense lit at this point. Um, he he says he's unable to to save you know, like to protect you um, from that okay. situation. But I do okay. feel that the fear, and let's face it, if I had somebody scratching me and, and smacking me around, I would be very fearful as well. Um, so that, that's very, very understandable. But Jim, ask me more questions because you're good at helping me figure out what's going on and what to do about it. Well, if, well, if, if no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. He, it's okay. If he, if he can't save Sonny from the situation, it means that he knows that it's there. Yeah. Can he can he help you to define it somewhat? Can he help you can he give you something about some information about it? Um I'm not getting a pleasant visual at all. It feels like um the reason why the dogs are dying is or the pets are dying, it looks like an animal. It's crawling on the ground. Um, with long claws, I mean, and I think that's what's scratching Sonny rather than than Larry. I think sometimes Larry appears and even, I'm not sure that it's not the entity appearing in Larry's form and trying to deceive you in a way. Um, but are are you religious, Sonny? Like, would you, um, even though right now you might not be able to get a priest in there, but I do feel starting to get some someone in there to re, to help resist and help challenge this entity is a starting well, point. I wasn't I wasn't religious until this started to happen. You know, you know, I, 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 I it would be like I'd see him and, and I'd get you know scratched up and I'm like him, you know, and I'm like, you know, Jesus Christ, I help me please, you know, like and um you know, I, I even have an incident where where like like I get like a flood in the basement, like I, I, it flooded a couple of times, and the, the the plumber comes over and he doesn't know what's going on. He, I said, well, obviously the water's coming from somewhere, and he says, well, I can't, I, I can't find the, can't find where the water came in, and I'm like, well, check. I, you know, I thought the pipes were leaking, and then he goes down there and he's he's banging the pipes, and then, and uh, 
we can't find the leak. And yeah. then the water goes away. You know, I got to mop it up, but it goes away. And then, you know, a week can go by or, or so. And, and then I go out to the basement to, you know, to grab something like food. And, uh, my basement, like there's water on the floor again. And we, we didn't even have any rain. It's about um, like in. Yeah. And, um, I had I had a visual like something that I was able to relate to with that. Um, I I don't know. It, um, I I fully believe that that is happening. I mean, whatever this entity is, they enjoy the fact that it's upsetting you. And again, Larry is separate. I could feel him very much separate, but he doesn't feel like he has the ability or the power to stop whatever this entity is. Um, prior to his passing away, um, what was your relationship with with Larry, Sonny? How close were you? Because I don't feel um, you were like buddy buddy. It doesn't come no. to me like no. And that's the thing. I, 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 to be honest, like I, I was a little. I thought he was always a little creepy. You know, I, I, yeah, I was a little scared of him when I was a kid. I, I just, you know, he was always like, "Come on, here, Sonny." He's like, he's like, you know. It's really kind of weird, you know. Um, I mean, he wasn't like oh. he wasn't a bad, a bad guy. He wasn't a bad guy, but but I don't know. I don't know what what his deal was. He I mean, my, have, my grandmother five years drawn before. In these energies. He must have drawn in these energies, and he chose you because he felt you would, you know, he didn't want to leave it to say his favorite person because he knew this entity was already there. I feel that he had some stuff in his own energy that drew, either drew in this other entity or he called in this other entity and he wasn't able to get rid of it. Um, I find it very interesting that he shows himself with the mask like he's protecting himself. Um, I don't yeah. even get a – I could see it, but I don't get an um, explanation on that. Do you have any ideas on that, Jim? Or is he just trying to act like it's something um, I, current? And um, I, I think he's having a hard time verbally communicating. Maybe uh, it's it's a challenge for him. But he can he can visually very well. So he's using his visual as a way to tell you about what he wants you to do. So the mask is probably him telling you wear a mask the best way mm. he can. See what that's I what, think that's what I'm getting. And what I think we're going to do at your house when we ever can get there is that we're going to have a seance there, too. I want to really communicate. I do seances way different. I just communicate with them. But we may sit because we've had situations where tables lift up and all these other things. So we'll sit around and we'll communicate with Larry and then we'll take on this other influence and and see. I, I do need to ask you. Um, did Larry, I see a young child around Larry. Um, um, did he lose a young child or, 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 or something? There just feels like an attachment with the young child. That I'm not seeing the well, child grow up, so I'm thinking well, that my, my, how he my, lost the young child. My, my, yeah, my grandfather, um, you know, he, he actually did lose a kid. Um, um, but, that, but that was, it was... Um, yeah, but the, the kid, you know, it was a, it was an infant. Yeah. And um, but but I, I it was one of the. Tied in. 
Yeah, one of those it was one of those things that we just never talked about because it was uh, it was tragic, you know, it, it, and he never wanted to bring it up. And then, you know, it was always one of those things that you kind of like when you're a kid, you you look at your grandfather and you just associate th- that child dying with him. You know, it's like it's a weird tie-in. And, and, um, there's, there is an association because he's showing me this young child, and I don't know if this, like, demonic thing that I'm seeing is almost like a representation of his, you know, anger and hurt and fear and, and all this other stuff that was all sort of suppressed within him that's yeah. manifesting into this more demonic energy. I mean, that's why, you know... Um, I, I think this is the ideal kind of scenario that Jim and I are looking for. So if you're right. willing to have us there when things straighten out, you know, in maybe months. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, I will, um, because we do have other callers, so I want to be able to, you know, give other and people one more, a one more question for you, if you don't Go ahead. mind. Go ahead. Well, um, it was about, um, I don't know, it was like, 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 Late last year, this is like September or October, I had like a garage sale, and because um, yeah. I, I just I, I was losing, I lost my job, and I, I needed to sell some stuff just to, you know, just to put some food on the table, you know, and, and so I, um, one of the things I sold, and I, and I, I, and I didn't even sell it for that much money, was was my 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 grandfather's urn. <gasps> and, I just, but I, I, because I really didn't have much attachment to it because I, you know, I was not like, I wasn't like his biggest fan, you know. But and, and, his ashes were in the urn, and you sold it. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. but I, uh, I just like I just kind of sold it without saying anything, and and, um, you know, the guy only gave me like ten dollars for it, and, and like, I just was, uh, you know, afterwards I was kind of like maybe I shouldn't have done that. Is that when your dog started to die? Well, well, not not really. My daughters were dying before that, but because I haven't gotten a pet in like the last couple of years, because like I don't want to kill any more dogs, you know, or more right. cats. I don't like. Right. I love animals, but I I just don't want them anything to happen to them. So I don't. I don't. Right. I, don't I don't even want to bring them in the house. Right, um, and I think for right now that's wise. Um, uh, I I don't know that that was the best thing for you to do. I think what you need to do, and I, I'm I'm going to ask you if you don't mind. Ryan will get on on you know take you offline, get your information. Um, I'd also like you to either um, email me at info at ladyfontaine dot com um, or give your email information to Ryan. Um, and okay. I'll see if I could come up with, I honestly feel you need to talk. You need to start communicating with Larry and there needs to be a loving feeling going on between the two of you. You're in a way we need to heal his hurt and his, he carried the death and the guilt and the responsibility and the anger and the hurt of losing this child his entire life. And I do feel that that's the energy that that's in the house right now um, that you think is Larry. And, but I feel that's what's scratching you and causing a lot of the havoc in your house. Yeah, I mean, so it, it, I don't know. I'm not getting a feel on that. So I don't know what that is yet. Um, yeah. And what, but, what time, what time, and I'm not just the only one that, that saw Larry, like, you know, 
I mean, I, I, I live alone, but, but I, there was one time I had, I had, um, um, a, a woman with me, um, and she came back to the house and we had a nice dinner and everything. And, and she, she looks over to the side and, and she sees Larry and she just runs out the door like oh, no. right in the middle of dinner. And I'm just sitting there like, what, what just happened? Cause I didn't, I didn't see Larry when, 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 you know, when he appears, she saw him. Right. And then she ran out the door. Um, I mean, she well, never, she never know, talked to me again. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> oh, that's awful. Uh, Sorry. I, I mean, I, I, the house that I built in the Poconos, um, I remember I was seeing a dark, dark dog. And I, all my dogs are, are light. Mm. Um, and I kept on seeing it from the corner of my eye. And then I had a woman that was helping me with the dog who wasn't into any of this stuff. And she said to me, you know, I keep on seeing like in the corner of my eye, a dark dog. And I said, Oh my God, I'm, I see the same thing. So when there is an entity of that sort in the house, especially a negative influence, I do feel, you know, um, it will manifest and other people will see it. Um, you know, I, I do feel that there's, you need to, there's, there's a dialogue and, and I might be able to help you with this dialogue that you have with Larry. Um, and we need to clear out this other energy that's yeah. tied into I mean, the young boy. The, it was it a male, yeah. was it a boy that died? Cause it felt like a boy that died. A it young was a boy. boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, the, the scratching, the, the, the scratching part is kind of like like slowed down a little bit, but the slapping, like that's that that really like you know two or three o'clock in the morning, and you, you feel like you got whacked in the head, you know, like you you, you oh. that's scary. Yeah. All right, a, bit, a couple things I want you to do, and then we're going to have to move on to another caller. But I want you to um, get salt and water. And just in each Salty corner, salt and water. In each corner, I want you to just, you know, uh, sometimes I, I put salt and water in a spray bottle and I'll spray like the corners and I'll just spray the air. And I, I always say something like salt and water as I cast, no spell and no unknown spook shall last, not in this place, not night nor day, and as my will so mote it be. But you could say anything. Sometimes I go around. With a salty water, like, like, Will that kill him? Like again? No, well, it will protect. No. It will won't kill him, but it will protect you. And what I want you to do is around your bed, do a circle in a clockwise direction with salt. And I want you to go to sleep with, you know, burning just a stick of frankincense or frankincense and mirth, um, hmm. and do that routinely. And I want you to say, stay away, and I want you to leave to whatever the entity is, and I want you to say to Larry, we need to talk, and I'm going to communicate with you. You know, let him know that you need to connect with him, and you want to connect with him, but to this other spirit, you say, get out. You're not welcome here. Get out. And you start doing things to protect yourself. And that salt and water, that... um, uh, frankincense is very, very powerful. Frankincense and mirth is great as well. You can get the stink, the stick incense. You burn it, and I mean, you know, even if it drips on the floor, it, you know, yeah. it's not going to cause a fire. It turns into ash right away. But you, now, you, you, you think, you think um, um, 
like I should. I mean, I, I would. I would hate to. I don't. You know, I never want to hurt anybody or anything or anything. But like, maybe I should just shoot him. No, you well, can't shoot him. You can't shoot. He's dead already, so you can't shoot him. And I believe they're seeing a representation of him, or he's begging for help. You know, he's mm. begging for help. He's because of this this boy that died. I mean, there's a caught, stuck energy, and that's what we could help release. And we but can. Wait, help but if he's begging for help, then why 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 is he haunting me like this? A lot of that it is have... you and your energy and your relationship with him. But um, stay on the line. Ryan's going to take your information. We have some other callers that I do want to get to. So. Um, Ryan's going to in, he's going to put you back on hold. Um, I'll get his. Yep, I'll get his info if you want to. Stay on the line. Stay on the line. He's okay. going to introduce the next um, caller, and if they're even there, if they're not there, then I could stay on with you. Um, Ryan, are Victoria? you there? Did you get to the other callers? Uh, wait, uh, well, thank you, Sonny. Uh, okay, so Sonny's on hold. Uh, what we have, who's been in the chat room chatting it up, is uh, Victoria, and uh, she seems to be knowing a lot about the paranormal, so let's get her on, and then I will talk to Sonny and see if he's willing to uh, let us, you know, chat it up. Are we going to put Victoria on the phone? Is that cool? Yes, and and if so. you don't mind just getting um, Sonny's information. Indeed, I will. Okay. All right, thank All right. You. Hello, Victoria. Hey, Victoria. Hi. Hi, everyone. How are you? What a great Hi. show. Hey, I'm Thank glad you. you're enjoying it. What an amazing show. Really, really, really fantastic show. And it's going to give a lot of people a lot of insight on what not to do and what shouldn't be done and how to handle things. And, you know, I think this was a great show, really. Oh, good. Well, so what's great. your background since you're able to see that some of the things that we said make sense and, unfortunately, a lot of other people don't do it? Um, you have a well, background? I'm, uh, well, not professionally. I'm a psychic medium, but not professionally. I help who I, like whoever I'm, you know, like, let's say attracted to. Not attracted to, but whoever. Like I'll ask God, okay, so now send me who needs help. I don't go around uh, European background, Catholic. I you know, you don't say that kind of things out loud. So it's like. And I don't trust people too much to open up that side because I feel like if their criticism hurts me in any kind of way, it would turn, you know what I mean? It would turn me away a little bit. Yeah. Mm. No. So do but you have no, a question? Um, or is there something you did want to talk about today? Uh, yes, actually. My son, he's, uh, what, he's 20 years old. I know he sees spirits, and I know he sees my daughter sometimes here and there. He did what was said earlier, like he yelled at, you know, get out, you know, they're getting out of here. So I didn't know who he was talking to. And he goes, well, they're coming. I said, I told you a hundred times, what you do not know, do not play with, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I wanted to know who was it that day. I, my daughter loves, always loved to go to him the most, but I think that day he was just afraid. I think he felt there was somebody else. I didn't feel it was anybody else. He thinks there's a there's a bad spirit in this home. I would, I don't think there is, I don't feel there is. I know the spirits come and I, you know, I try to let them to go, but because sometimes I won't shut the doors, like, you know, shut everybody out and they just hang around. Uh, I'm not sure. And uh, why my father hasn't come around or I haven't heard him. All right. Hmm. So what is your, tell me your daughter's first name, your son's first name. And then, um, 
you, you, you mentioned that your grandfather, I want all their first names so I could zoom in with their energy. And then let me, when, when did the situation happen that um, you, you want me to look at? It when, happened, this happened, what, this past, uh, this past like, well, summer? And then he'll see them now and again. And uh, when I go into a certain, we have a spare bedroom where my father and leaving to sleep. But um, he, my son looks at their skills in me. When I go in that room to sleep, I sleep like a baby. So uh, he's afraid to go in there. He won't go in there. And I, but he seems to see, think he sees them. I don't feel them in that room. My daughter that passed away, her name is Christine. Uh, the, my son that sees is Nicholas. And my, fa- my father is Nick. You know, it's so interesting. Um, I wrote down a name while you were talking, um, and it's not any of these names. It's actually, I was getting a, a name like Milt. Um, it, it, Milt, Milton, um, Milt, Milton. Um, does any of that um, resonate with you, or do you know anyone by that name? Yeah. I'm going to look at it instead of uh, in an English term. I'm going to look at it in my language. Uh, okay. Like coming up with the names. So you're going to say it in like people are going to understand in English term. I'm going to understand it in uh, my language. So, no, and that's uh, fine. And Jim was the first one to tell you that years back, we when we walked through locations, I, I've I've spoken in Sanskrit. I don't even know Sanskrit, but Jim does, and he was able to interpret things that I said. So that this may be like even it sounds like Milton. Maybe it's a a word and not a name, and maybe it has yeah. some special meaning. So while you do yeah, that, let me zoom in with let me zoom in with Christine's energy, Nicholas's energy, and see what's going on with your grandfather Nick as well. My dad. My dad. Oh, your dad. Oh, okay. His father, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, around Christmas. Can I think my grandmother's talking about her daughter. I'm, I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm not Ooh, sure, but I'm going to write this. No, oh, I got the chills. It is, but what's mm-hmm. the connection? Uh, well, that's my grandmother. My my mom's mom and my aunt, uh, her daughter, uh, she's alive, but I'm assuming there's something going on because we don't see or talk to her. So that's the first thing I got. That's, that's what I'm assuming it is. I could be way off, but that's what I'm just putting there just for her. Um, her name is Millie, by the way. Okay, that's what I wanted to know, the first name, to see if I got validation. Um, what I'm feeling is there's a layer there. So there's so what I'm the way I'm reading that is that, you are you're picking up on the right side of the family and the right connection, yeah. but I believe there's a person. I don't know if it's her daughter or her sister or her aunt or something or her uncle or something that that name came from, but it does have an association with her with Millie. Um, yeah. There's. I yeah. just want to talk about Christine because man, oh man. Um, first of all, I'm getting. You said she was the one who passed away. Um, my daughter passed away many years ago, and uh, my um, niece recently passed away too. Um, was her name also Christine? It, no, it was. I have a little cousin. He was Christopher. He died also, but that was many years ago. Natalie, my niece Natalie, recently died at twenty. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, I have to say, with Christine, her energy is um, glorious, really glorious energy. Um, she mm. she's still showing me. Um, 
you know, a very youthful, a very um, childlike energy. Yes, so did she, she pass away as a child, as a young girl? Yeah, two weeks before her third birthday. She got wow. sick when she was one. Yeah. yeah, oh, my God, sorry. I can't even imagine. Yeah. So sorry for that. Um, Thank you. Let me say the one thing is she's happy, and she's telling me that she is around you. I mean, she is very much attached to you. And she, I don't know if you were aware of it, but a lot of your, um, your ability to be a medium and your intuitiveness, she had it as well. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And she's totally okay with where she is. Um, she still tells Mm -hmm. me, she tells me that there are moments that even though you, when we're talking now, you seem totally okay with things, but there are moments of, sadness and regret and um there's a, a, some sort of guilt that um yeah. and you must have been like you know i could have done this or i could have done that or whatever yeah. but she said so you're still carrying that you're still carrying that energy so she's yeah. asking that you forgive yourself i mean she's telling me she's showing me and telling me so much love and so much joy and so much happiness. She must have been the, the light of your life. She, what? Her oh, my energy, God. She was my, she was the, my first, my first child. And I was pregnant when she got sick with my son. So she, uh, was, she was, oh, my gosh, she was my doll. She was, she was just my She was, everybody loved her. She just, everybody was, I don't know. Right. She is an amazing energy. I do see the number, and I don't know what, what this is. I see a five and a six, and a six around her. Now, I know you said she died right before her third birthday, but um, I don't know what the five or six is, and I don't know what it means. Does it mean anything to you? I'm trying to do that right now. Uh, I'm, I'm, more, I'm circling the six right now. I'm writing it down, and I'm circling the six, and I keep going over it. So I think there's something to do with six that matters. Well, June, that's uh, that's also ah. June for my son's birthday and my husband's birthday and my other son's birthday. And six also signifies one of the numbers that represents me. I also look at it about money. <laughs> and then, trust me, I don't know numerology a lot, but I play with numbers. And when you did the five and the six, I'm like, that's 11. That's a two. That, that signifies her. <laughs> Oh, wow. All right. So then that's the answer. I mean, I'm more drawn to the six. And you said that that's your son's birthday, but that's also when she passed away. No, she passed away. Uh, she got sick in, uh, oh, wow. She got sick February 22nd of 95 when she went at, was it 90? I'm sorry. Uh, two, two, 222, February 22nd. And she died two days after my birthday. Wait a minute. That's, that's 120. Uh-oh. And my son's birthday is in June. And my other son's birthday is in June, and my husband. June what, out of curiosity? <laughs> June 12th, 15th, and 17th. All right. Yeah, I just wanted to see where the five came in, if anywhere. So I'm not sure, but they're giving me that information. Um, did you just hear because that? Who was that? Oh, that was maybe you whispering. Um, my mother's birthday is in May. Oh. My mom's birthday is in May. My mom's. Uh, what's her first name? Maria. Oh, wow. Did she sing? Because I just keep on hearing her singing. My mom in the house, nothing, you know, you know, nothing in public or anything like that. Just in the house around there, she, you know, she, you know, old school, European. 
but she must have sang all the time. She had a lot of um, voice, yes, in the house, yes. Because as soon as you said her name, I just hear her singing. And I even hear her singing her name, Maria, Maria, Maria. Um, you know, turned, they, uh, a immigrant lady singing Maria, you know that 80s song? Oh. <laughs> the West Side Story? Wow. Yes. Oh, ooh, got the chills again. Wow. Um, Great song. Yeah. Um, but I hear her singing. Um, what she is also saying to me is, you know, you, like you said before, people, you don't want to shut the doors because people are always coming and going. Um, she is yeah. telling me she's with you. And she is telling me also, um, um, I, I'm not sure what she's showing me. I don't know if she's showing me tarot cards or um, something else oh, that you, you lay out in front of you. Um, oh, yeah. She's actually, Is my daughter telling you this? Um, I'm actually getting it from your mother right now. Um, That's my grandmother. My mother's still alive. Oh, so Maria's your grandmother. Uh, oh, you were asking about my grandmother. Pashka is her name. Pashka. But the tarot cards that I lay in front of me, yes, that's true. All right, there, um, Maria. Um, now, who is Maria? Then Maria's your who? My mom. My okay. mom and the grand, my grandmother. That's my mom's mom. Okay. Oh, okay. So um, Maria is saying something to me about. Um, I don't know. I, was she was she psychic? Did she use? Um, or my does mom, she, she use my mom tarot cards? Did, but she never told me. But did she ever use any tools or anything to um, yes, like lay out cards? Uh, yes, but not in front of me. I didn't know my mom had that. Apparently, it comes from other side. Um, I didn't have that kind of gift because uh, she never opened up that way to me, which I was okay with. She opened that way with my sister, my older sister. So yes, yeah, she did use a. Uh, Oh, I don't even know what she used. I know she used salt, um, mm-hmm. went in the fire to get answers. So she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's, I mean, clearly you have, um, you know, you're a generational psychic and medium. And because everyone I'm looking at shows me some, some very spiritual and um, intuitive abilities. Um, you know, uh, when I look at Christine's energy, like I said, I felt right away she, you know, even at a young age of two or whatever, was extremely intuitive. Mm-hmm. And you guys connected. You guys truly had a soul level connection. Um, yeah. You know, when I look at Nicholas's energy, I'm getting, I'm getting very much um, an old soul energy with him. Um, he has yes, he, he has knowledge he has, beyond he has knowledge beyond you know beyond this world. I mean, I just feel, and that's mm. part of the intuitiveness. I feel that you know certainly runs very strongly you know genetically through your family. Um, I believe if I was just did, afraid for him to have that I'm kind sorry. of knowledge because he's he's not so um, he doesn't study up on it, and I think he was. I, I, I wish he didn't have that knowledge of it yet. I think he's too naive to, I think he should, he should study a little bit more and concentrate and like pray a little bit more before, you know, like getting all riled up 
I was afraid well, for him for that. Well, you know, he doesn't feel to me that he's doing anything. Like if he was doing ritualistic work and, you know, didn't know what he was doing, I would say, well, maybe we should, <laughs> you know, do something. But right now it just feels like it's very natural for him. And yes, he's, I think he is a natural-born medium, and I do believe that if he tells you he saw something that he did, I don't feel it's mm-hmm. I don't feel it's his imagination. I feel very much it's a connection that he has with, you know, it's part of his ability. I mean, it's a connection that he has with source that's giving him. It doesn't feel like um, he needs to go through a whole like cleansing ritual. Mm-hmm. He just feels like a natural-born talent. And if he sees yeah. something coming in, um, you know, I, I, I just believe he's supposed to. I, I think as he, you know, um, gets more and more involved with it, I think any of us should do some sort of protective um, ceremonies or even if we just imagine, um, you know, a white light of circle around us that's going from the heavens right. down into the, you know, the, the bottoms of the earth, even if we just imagine that circle of light around us um, either at yeah, all times or really when we're doing them. any of this kind of work you know that's tremendously helpful if but, you were um, telling him he was listen I'm mom so I have to do it in a different tone I said make sure you use this protection so I just pretend like so I don't want him to get scared I'm not the type to get scared I don't want him to get scared so I'll you know I'll say it as I'm walking this is what you say this is what you say and I don't want to hear anything else you know and I'll talk that way so, well, I don't know. I, I think, you know, that's your belief, and I don't feel that it's doing any harm. No, it's not a belief. It's just I'm scared for him. <laughs> well, don't be scared, because remember, fear is going to draw things in. And right now, yeah. I feel his ability is pure, and I feel what he is seeing is exactly what he needs to see. It just feels like a natural ability that he has, and I'm not feeling any evil or um, demonic energy that's getting drawn into him or anything like that for him well for him to learn um, you know protective mechanisms I think it's a value for anybody who does this work mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. I think that you're a value great value when you do that um, you're right you're right, you're right. So I'm, I'm just looking right now at Nick at your dad's energy and I just want to see what comes through. By the way, I'm sorry to all the other scholars that I'm keeping you guys on for so long. Very sorry. Well, and, you know, we're, we actually ran out of time, but I didn't want to end, uh, end this while we were in the middle of things. So, no, we're still on the air. We didn't end the show yet, so we're always able to extend it longer. Um, okay. So I'm just looking at Nick's energy because he feels... I don't know if any of you can answer this question. Is my dad, has my dad been crying lately? I don't know. I'm not getting validation on it, so I don't know that that's true. What I feel with him is, um, wow, a few things are jumping into my head. Um, I, I just feel him hiding behind something. Yeah, and he's hiding I, something. Yeah, and I just heard something, and it's just so it's it's sort of freaking me out. I heard him say shroud. So was there something about? Um, 
I mean, what, what does that mean to you before I say anything? Because I don't know what shroud. I mean, and it, I mean, in many religions that, or uh, Jim, you could even say in customs, I guess. That's yeah, what they it's, a, it's a custom. Yeah, they usually bury people in a shroud in, in Western culture. It's just a, um, a plain I, white cloth. And I don't know what, where, what, what was that? I'm sorry, I'm not understanding the word. What is it? Shroud. S H R O U D. Well, so when did he pass away? Oh, he passed away about 10 years ago. And but there's been a lot of things going on in my home and between our families. Um, not our, I mean, a lot of things, and uh, especially with me, because I know he was very always sensitive with me. Um, and it, it's been really, really, like, tough situations, certain situations in my home. So I don't know if All right. I feel like he's hurt. Well, what was, he buried in? what was he buried in? And I do feel there's unresolved things in his energy that both of you are holding on to. And I do feel he feels he went before his time, even though none of us go before yes, our time. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. But in essence, we don't. We go when we're supposed to go. But he has a lot of unfinished business um, that is sort of holding him on a... I don't know. I'm not going to say he's earthbound, but I do want to say that there's a lot that's holding him still there that he's trying right. to resolve from, right. from you know, from where he is. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, it makes sense. And to me, he feels caught. He sort of feels caught in the middle, you know, so he yeah. may... He may be, he might have one foot into, you know, where whatever your beliefs are comes after death, you know, like heaven or, you know, some yeah. some other place. But he, mm-hmm. he, he's not fully earthbound, but he's, he's still struggling. There's a lot of stuff that he's struggling with. And what happened with his death? I mean, there feels like there was a whole drama and uh, trauma I mean, around his death as well. He had a mental stroke. Um, and thank God my mom was with him that night because they were in their other house in Monticello instead of in the Bronx. He had a massive stroke, and it, 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 six months in the hospital, and there was a lot of things with my brother and his wife and so on. It's such, you know, such family stuff, and I think he feels like he left them in debt or, like, some sort of, you know what I mean? Like, things weren't done. Things, nothing was prepared. Like, you no. know, Right. You know? Right, because he does feel very much like there's unfinished business, and um, I mean, I don't know. There's a heaviness about his energy. <laughs> There's a heaviness about his energy. It's not a negative heaviness, but it's a, um, I don't know. It, it, I, I kind of want to say there's still some confusion there. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, in did how old was he when he died? Oh, my dad died at 73. Wow. For he some reason, I mean, he was a very strong man, but um, what happened to him just, when he was 59 years old? 59. How old was I when he was 59? I don't even I don't, know. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's something about 59 oh, years old. I don't know if you're seeing the accident. I don't know if you're talking about the accident. What happened? Uh. Um, he was going on his way to Michigan, and I think he had let my brother drive, and he hit a 18-wheeler, was turned right into it, and I don't know how we were alive. 
to this day, I don't know how we lived. I don't know. You're going 80 miles an hour on Ohio, on Interstate 80, and there's a truck mm. you don't see, and you just slam right into it, you know. Oh, my front God. They don't know how we made it that no, day. I don't know either, but that must have been when he was 59 because he's showing me some major event that happened in 59, which changed him. Um, and um, you said 56. No, 59. Okay. 59. That's the number he's no, giving me. No, yeah. No, I'm looking at the number you said earlier also. Oh, the six and the five and the five and the six that um, yeah. came up. Oh, the 56. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I don't know why 59. And, and I'm not one that, you know, always picks up numbers like this. But for some reason, numbers must be important to you. Because everything's coming up with numbers attached to it. And, yeah. you know, if you've ever listened to the show before, I usually don't pick up numbers. But with you, I am. Um, but yeah. one thing I do want to say about Nick is he is saying that, you know, he is okay. He, he does have regrets. And he does, you know, he is telling me he's somewhat earthbound um, because he's trying to clean up the mess that he you know, that he created in a way. Um, so he didn't create the mess. Um, you know what it is? It's family culture. It's not something he created. At the end of the day, we all made our own choices. But he, I guess, because it has affected, um, it you know, loved oh, yeah. ones, that he's feeling a sense of, you know, responsibility. And when, when, when I connect with any any energy that feels that and they've passed on shows me how earthbound they are because when you're in spirit, yeah. it's not about that. Like Christine is showing me only the joy and the happiness and the kid-like feelings and she's totally okay with everything and she loves you and she keeps on telling me that she loves you and that you are soulmates and you were so important in her life and this was just the way things were supposed to happen. That's usually what mm-hmm. I hear connect with spirit with with your dad i'm hearing all of these very material things you know that he's holding on to a lot of the guilt and and the hurt and the and he is telling me that you know he must have died very quickly that he didn't linger a long time afterwards because he's just showing me it happened quickly and i didn't have any time to fix anything so if oh, he, you're right. Um, usually I would get to the hospital before anybody in my family, even though I lived the furthest. That day when um, he was going to die, I waited till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know why. Um, he, Before I got there, they told me, okay, he passed, and I said, no, he didn't. He waited for me to pass, so it was actually fairly right. quick. So he And he couldn't talk. He was trying to tell me something, and he couldn't mm. talk. All right, so let's see what he was trying to tell you. Well, he was trying to tell you everything, you know, is really what he's saying to me is a whole bunch of stuff about, you know, about your mom and about you and about, um, you know, it's like tell your mom and, and, and he had messages for you. And it was all about... It's all about his worry and concern about his family. It truly was. Yeah. So at the core, it was, it was, he must have been a great family man. And even though he might have made some poor mistakes somewhere along the way, he, his yeah. intention was always the best. 
and he showed he me a bond. Like, yeah, he, 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 he did. He shows me a tremendous bond and a tremendous um, sense of responsibility. And I think that sense mm-hmm. of responsibility is what's still holding him to being sort of earthbound. And I feel that through the years, everybody must have been saying, well, if dad only did this or if dad only did that. Um, Maybe my, my sister would do something like that, like would say those words. I I look at it because of our free will, whether we were pushed into it or whether we all made our own choices. And I, and I always felt bad for my dad to even seem to blame himself for the choices we made later on because of whatever it was. You know, my sisters would actually say what you're saying. <laughs> right. And I kind of feel that. So I kind of feel he feels attached to that and he's trying to mm-hmm. right the wrong. So what I would really say would be tremendously beneficial is try to free your dad of it and start dialoguing with him and just go, dad, we get it. We understand we're okay. Um, you know, and if you even want to mention your sister's name that, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> was holding on to this, that, or the other thing, but we're fine. And, we could feel your love and, you know, we want you to move on and we want you to be happy and at peace and stuff like that. And even just saying it right now, I could feel his energy sort of releasing a little bit. So I kind of feel like that. Don't worry. Right. Right. Oh, I got the chills. And he was actually saying to me that he wanted you to say it. So if you were saying that, I was like, do I really want to let him go? Um, But, you know, for for him and letting him go and letting him release, they never go away. I mean, you know, even when they move on, they're closer to us. And, you know, I always feel that when somebody moves on in spirit, they're actually closer to us because um, although, because you don't really have the physical body separating you. You know, the physical body is the barrier, but if you continue to just say that and help him to release and move on and, and I'll work with you as well, you know, just in spirit in doing that, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be able to move on and you're going to have peace. And also your mom is going to have peace. And I think the whole family, I think there's like a tight knot that everyone's yeah. holding on to that you all kind of have to release in order to be yeah. able to move forward and, and, you know, bring in all the blessings. But he's saying to me something, um, and you haven't said who or what you are or where you come from or anything, but um, there's more than just cards. He's showing the other, other forms yeah. of divination that you guys yeah. use that, um, and he's saying even communicate with him because he has things that, he did want to say, and by using yeah. whatever form of divination that you do use, um, you could definitely reach him and, you know, connect with his energy and help him move on. Nice. But, you know, yeah. you are a very gifted person, clearly. Um, you have a lot of insight into things. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of what I was able to tell you just validated a lot of things that you already knew. Yeah, I didn't expect to cry, by the way, but you actually made me cry. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, it's part of the healing process, and I'm glad that, you know, you, um, you know, felt that attached to things that we were saying. 
But, um, you know, if you want to reach out to me directly, um, you know, go to my website um, and there's a contact page and feel free to, you know, if you want to follow up on anything that we said um, or look for me on Facebook or Twitter or now YouTube because we just set up the YouTube channel. So, oh, did um, you really? Yes, we just set it up. It, there's nothing on there yet. I mean, we're waiting for Ryan to put up a video, <laughs> and then um, Jim and I yeah. are going to do an expansion to this show, um, and we're oh. going to you know, be able to show a little bit more um, specifics by um, you know, having that visual um, element. So we're going to do a video on more on the paranormal and things of that nature. So keep in touch. Um, I I just feel very um, connected. I feel with very your energy. Thank so, you. So keep in touch and let us know how you're doing. But feel free to reach out. Thank you so much. I feel really really good. To be honest, I feel something is lifted. And thank good. you to the ones that are staying quiet. And I'm I'm very sorry. <laughs> no problem. Well, Jim, did you have anything you wanted to add? Because Jim sees things, and you know, Jim also, you know, lays out tarot cards and different things. Do you have anything you want to share before the story goes? No, I I think you covered all the bases very nicely. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, thank you very, very much. And I think uh, such a great voice, by the way, you have also. It's a very calming voice. I know. And I just My voice is really cool, too. Uh, That's (laughs) Well, what? I no, put myself Ryan to sleep said, all the time. Well Ryan, said, well, Ryan said his voice is cool, too, but I just said to yeah, you. It's really cool. Ryan. I haven't heard Ryan yet. I think I heard him what? once. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm on the host. You got to get going on the beginning. I was asking all these questions. Well, <laughs> Ryan, we, so all have, we all have a purpose. And I just said to Jim, you know, you've got a phenomenal voice, and I always tell him that. And he's very right. grounded. And I'm very much in the clouds and, you know, you know, I'm just whatever. And so he's just grounded. We're misbehaving. Yeah, but no, you do. You have an amazing voice because the way Thank you were you. talking to the gentleman before me, like a lot of patients, you know, very, very, <laughs> very, very nice. That's very thank you well, very thank much you. for taking the time oh, with me tonight. And I'm sorry to your listeners that they didn't get a chance, but I really appreciate this. Victoria, it's our pleasure. Keep in touch. Let us know how things are going. I will. You guys have a wonderful night. Thank you. Thank All you right. Too. All right. Thank you. Um, just in closing, um, Ryan. Did we not? Did we miss other people? I mean, it's too late for us to take any other calls. I think, but no. I mean, the 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 two callers, one jumped off. The other ones, uh, I tried to talk to, uh, but nobody was there. So I don't know if uh, they just weren't next to their phone. I'm not really sure. But Victoria uh, talked in the chat room, and then Sunny uh, called. The other gentleman, uh, Sean, uh, jumped off at at some point, but. Uh, we got two fantastic callers that were all about, you know, the the paranormal. And I'm thinking we got to do paranormal week part two coming up ASAP. As far as I'm concerned, I'm open, Jim. What do you say? Or you want to say that video? I'd love to do a part two because I left a lot of stuff unsaid that I'd like to say. And okay. at Next the same time, fans. I'd still like to do the video. So 
either way. All right. Well, yeah, we'll do both. I mean, do you want to, uh, you got, since we're all locked away at home, could you do a show next week or is that too much? Next Thursday, I'm ready to go. You're what? I'm ready to go. Oh, I thought you go. said you were already picked up. And I'm saying, well, what are you doing? I mean, oh, no, I'm ready to go. I'll, I'll do oh, another okay. show tomorrow. I mean, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> I'm yeah, open. we can. We can, we can do it. We can do it next week. That'd be good. All right. Okay. I mean, you know, we usually don't do weekly shows, but we're all kind of stuck home. So we have the time. Right. That's what the people right. want. That's what the people get. That's what I think. Entertainment factor. All right. All right, no, and I'm all for it. And next week, believe it or not, I'm going to let you lead, Jim, so that we get in all these really nuances. I want to hear some of these real nuances about paranormal investigations and your take on things and things that you, you know, that you. Yeah, thank you. That you weren't able to. And I also want to talk, and that gives me another week to get my EVPs. Um, maybe we could play a few of them from that uh, yeah. restaurant that we were at and that restaurant yeah. bar in New York. Um, and I'd like to talk a little bit more about that environment, too. That was really spooky, really. Sure. That'd be great. So, um, so do we have any closing words on anything? Uh, uh, well, uh, you know, I talked to uh, Sonny, who was uh, like probably one of – he had a long call. Uh, yeah. He did not want to give his information, unfortunately. He said he'll call back on the next show. He did not want us to go to his house. He says he's not about that. Uh, he's, he doesn't want that type of exposure. And I was, he says he's, he's an older gentleman. And I was trying. I was talking to him for a while. I was trying to butter him up like a bagel, but it did not work <laughs> out. Uh, my verbal magic did not work. I tried oh. to get us to go over there. And he says, no, he doesn't want that. He says, his house is a mess. I'm like, you got plenty of time to clean up. That's what I told him. And, um, <laughs> but he said, no, 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 no. I, I, I'll call into the show. I'll talk. I don't want people coming over and cameras. Okay. But I was like, all right, all right. I'm backing off. I, was, I tried everything under the sun. It did not work. But he said, all right, go back. So you know, he's entitled. Maybe we answered his questions well enough. That would have been a really interesting location. I thought it was fantastic. That's why I was trying to go at him. I was like, let us yeah. go. It will be nice. You know? <laughs> well, I and mean, he was just like, oh, I don't want that type of attention. The na- He was talking about the neighbors looking at him differently. I'm like, we're coming over. I mean, it's, I don't know what kind of production you think we're going to bring, but I don't know. Well, typically. So it's literally going to be a three, but. There's equipment, and, you know, we we most likely would bring a videographer with us to document certain things. But if he didn't want us to, we can just come ourselves. You know, I we know. don't have to come with know. the crew. If he calls back, I'll, I'll, we'll chat him up again. But he was – I tried everything with him. He did not – Well, we, we appreciate that, Ryan. You, if you can't persuade, then there's no persuading. I know, because I'm so persuasive. I, think, I was hitting him at every angle. I think he was hung up on – the condition of his house and you know yeah, that I was mean, like he kept saying it it's a mess and i'm like right. I mean, i'm like we that, don't even know when i'm not come that, over right you can clean That's next not, week if you wanted to and actually we could come without cameras and just do our thing oh we could just do but, a show there yeah that's for sure but you know it's his choice but let's give it yeah, open I couldn't say, hey, we're coming over, you know, I couldn't say that. <laughs> but here's an open invitation to any of the listeners that are out there. If you have 
a particular, you know, in your home or a business or a hot spot that you're aware of, especially in the New York metropolitan area that you would be interested in having us come investigate, please contact us. Either call in next week to the show or go directly to one of the locations. I mean, we have a Facebook page for Eye um, Eye on the Future. There's a Lady Fontaine Facebook page. There's um, our new YouTube channel. Um, Feel free to reach out to us. We would love to have some locations. And if you happen to be like a restaurant or a bar or something that has some weird things going on, um, and you would let us broadcast our show from that location and actually do a paranormal investigation right there, that I would like to film. So I'm leaving it open to you guys. Uh, if anyone's out there listening um, and you've got some ideas and thoughts, please reach out to us and let us know. There you go. Thank you. All right. So are we done for today, guys? I think so. All right. Well, let me just, we can't just leave without doing one final thing with your, your voice. I'm telling you, Jim, I always tell you, I could just get you to sing and you won't do it. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> well, we want you to sing Whitney Houston. All right. That's what we want. Oh, yeah. Well, could you sing along with Whitney? I'll play her before we leave. All right. Go ahead. All right, you want me to play Whitney or are you doing Whitney alone? Uh, uh, just a second, here I go. But, no, there we go. <laughs> Gee, he sounds great. That, that's all him. Thank you. All, yeah. oh, I can God, sing while I'm singing voice. and talking at the same time. I know, you're really... <laughs> Talking about being able to multitask, you're really phenomenal to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. I used to be a ventriloquist many years ago. So. Uh, you're, and you should still go back to that profession because you're mighty good. You really are. So on that note, guys, uh, tune in next next uh, Thursday, 9 p.m., same time, same place for part Ready two. To go. I'll have more the- questions about the paranormal. <gasps> Oh, I can't wait. And is there any chance we can get Detective Laserbeam? I'm going to reach out to him, that's for damn sure. I'm telling you, I would like him to come on an investigation with us. He's the man for the job. Oh, sure. that would be fun. Oh, I mean, really? I mean, if he can't figure things out, who can? Who can? I'm telling you, Detective Laserbeam. Check out a video, Ryan Dalton's, what is it called, TV something or other? DTV Presents, that's where you want to go. Look for Detective Laserbeam. Tell him, I love him. (laughs) I love him. And is your wife upset? Um, She wouldn't want to meet you in a dark alley. (laughs) 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 it's just um you know a um you know what is it called when you have an alternate personality what is that called an alternate personality not like (laughs) psychological terms but this is just you know it's a character he plays i'm not in love with ryan he's 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 oh it's a character yeah it's a character so i 
if you, I mean, he is just the coolest guy. And when I say I'm in love, I don't mean I'm madly in love. I mean, I'm in love. That character was just, to me, perfection. That's what I And on that note, I'm going to close the show. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Another great show, thanks to our callers and wonderful listeners. Be sure to follow us here on Blog Talk Radio and on Facebook. Check back regularly for info on our next show here on Blog Talk Radio on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you miss a show or want to listen again, you can listen to the podcast anytime here or on iTunes. Signing off from all of us here on Eye on the Future. Blessings and